Blog Talk Radio. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's Nooner and Mayor Corruption County, Arizona, and time to start your week off right with Michelle and Everything Home Dog Radio Show. We're your censorship-free, safe space, sanctuary, speakeasy for patriots. Our motivated Monday Live Studio audience is feeling the love in the air since it's Valentine's Day. And how better to show up for your love of freedom and America than to make the decision today to stand up, speak up, show up, and become the 2.0 version of Y-O-U in your personal and professional lives. Love is in the air, everywhere I look around. Love is in the air, every sight and every sound. The next few weeks are critical. We have the opportunity to certify the 2020 electors here in Arizona. The American truckers are starting a convoy, and there's a petition to tell Congress to defund them. Vaccine mandates. Remember, it's not a vaccine, but it's a bioweapon, and mandates are not enforceable. And that's just three major issues. All of the people and groups leading these efforts are part of our hashtag Save My Freedom movement. So please join us to have all the information, get all the updates, and get involved. It's time you fight for your freedom, collaborate, promote your business and group, take action, be the loud super spreaders of courage, freedom, and common sense that I know you are, that you know that you are. Hashtag Save My Freedom. Go to everythinghomeaboutus.com. That's everythinghomeaboutus.com. And check out our Take Action menu of resources and text ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, 9-1776 to join. It's free. We're motivating the masses to get off their asses. There's power in numbers, people. And tell your friends, put on your common sense caps. We the people. It's FJB and Freedom Fest February. Remember, once you commit everything, changes. Grab your pen and paper for all the quality content you're about to hear. It's time to make your business, your life, and this country better. Take action, BLC. Today's topics on episode 291, that's 291, award-winning video streaming platform, Arizona schools or child abuse indoctrination centers, keeping the elected elite accountable, conservative common sense strategists, red-pilling America to savor, take action, real business, his life, 
2022 Freedom Conference, the CEO of The War Room, Arizona political and community updates from a real leader with special guests Jeremy Torres, Rebecca Clark, Maureen Bannon, and Arizona Representative Joseph Chaplick. He's my guy in LD23, all delivered by our partners with the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Today's lineup is loaded with passionate patriots who are taking action. First up is Allison Jernigan, Binge Network's award-winning video streaming platform with entertaining, diverse, and quality programming. Shuri Sapper, candidate for Arizona, superintendent of public instruction. Notice it's public instruction, not public education. That's the first thing that needs to change is the name. Standing up against the corrupt money laundering Nazi regime of child abusers and their indoctrination of a mark this curriculum Arizona's bad we the peeps John Paul Moran Grant Opportunity USA first of its kind universal political rating system to keep the elected elite accountable Nilsa Alvarez common sense conservative sense common sense conservative common sense strategist for the faith and freedom coalition restore seven and Latinos for Tennessee Joshua Reed red pill project and host of the daily dose and conversation on the fringe podcast media censorship and freedom oh my goodness this is gonna be one heck of a show uh where's the sound boys and girls come on man i worked so hard on these sound clips today the memories that that song brings back. That just tells you how old we are, people. And it is happy Valentine's Day and sitting shotgun in Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. Our four special guests count them. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro at 1 p.m. Jeremy Torres, business coaching, accelerating results by providing world-class coaching from real-world experience. And at 1.30, Rebecca Clark, Life 2022, 2022, Living in Freedom Conference, February 24th through the 26th, that's virtual, and in person out of Dallas, Texas. And at 2 p.m., Maureen Bannon, the CEO of The War Room, the woman behind the show and the infamous posse. And at 2.30, Joseph Chaplick, Arizona State Representative, political and community updates. Our state and our cities are a hot mess. We the people. It's time that we told them no more. So be sure to stick around for the entire show. Facts, truth, take action, items, resources, and, of course, some entertainment. Visit everythinghomeaboutus.com, Everything Home about us.com for more information on today's guests, their website, their own shows, and everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. I'm a little over, but I got to play this breaking news clip because it's so funny and it's so appropriate. So stay with me, everybody. We're taking the intro just a little bit longer, but don't worry. Everybody's going to get their seven minutes of fame. Where did I leave it off? Oh, one location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform, everything you need. I'm going to say it again, to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life and make a difference, especially in your community. Everything home about us.com. I bring on the breaking news. Breaking news. Ukraine, Russia and America are going to war. That sure does sound familiar. Where did I hear or see that before? There's a crisis in the White House. What's the crisis? And the president's top advisors have been called together. Oh, jeez. Now, Washington's top spin doctor... We can distract the press for 11 days. ...has an idea. We can't afford a war. We're going to have the appearance of a war. But he can't pull it off without Hollywood's top producer. Uh, do I know you? We have some mutual friends in Washington. 
Why come to me? We want you to produce. You want me to produce your war? Not a war. It's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. New Line Cinema presents... How close are you to this? What do you want the kid to say? All the spectacle. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know uh, that we're all concerned for the president. He didn't, he didn't sell the line. All the drama. The president's going to go to war with Albania in about 30 minutes. Albania's hard to ride. These are chips. We need it for the armed position on the screen. It'll be a kit. We'll punch it in later, right? And all the effects of real war. Okay, put the, the village behind her. Give me some sound of screaming. Without the casualties. America has seldom witnessed a more poignant picture. They the same process with the last Schwarzenegger movie. You're the man. Albania, Albania. That rhymes. I can't believe it. We forgot a hero. Looks like we sent him the Christmas card and we left out the what do you call? Fruitcake. There you go. Sergeant Schumann, if I may, welcome to history. How are you? Anybody want a beer? Because I could party. When it's cooking, it's cooking. When this goes national, I get to put it on my resume? Actually, no. What, what could they do to me? I think it won't be a house to kill you. This is politics at its finest. How would you like an ambassadorship? That's my pay off. Hell, I just do it for a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Listen, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, you couldn't tell no, 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 it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant. That's what it is. Wag the dog. When the fit hits the shan, somebody's going to have to stay after school. It's February 14th, day 701 of 15 days to slow the spread. Yes, you heard that correctly, people. Day 701 of 15 days to slow the spread. Snap out of it! It's also day 388 of the Joe Biden Nazi regime, which is the most successful administration in the history of America at accomplishing your agenda of destroying our country. And Biden is the largest trafficker of human and sex slaves on the planet. Just look at the southern border. And remember that every town is a border town. Now it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. Today's topic on episode 291, award-winning video streaming platform. Arizona schools are child abuse indoctrination centers, keeping the elected elite accountable. Conservative common sense strategist, red-pilling America to save her. Take action. Real business tips. Life 2022. It's 2022. Freedom Conference. The CEO of the War Room, Arizona political and community updates from a real leader with special guests Jeremy Torres, Rebecca Clark, Maureen Bannon, and Arizona Representative Joseph Chaplick. Let's do this, people. Let's get ready to rumble! First up is Allison Jernigan. She is the Chief Content Officer for Binge Network, award-winning video streaming platform who strategically curates entertaining, diverse, and quality programming to deliver Digitally, the video content across on cross-platform. I wrote this. You think I would know what I wrote? Video content on cross-platform devices to viewers around the world. Audience, big round of applause. A new partner, Allison. <laughs> Allison, welcome hey, to the hey, show. Hey, How yes. are you today, my friend? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. You're officially my first uh, Valentine's Day wish of the day, and it's 12, uh, 11, so I don't know if that means I, I have no friends. I certainly have no boyfriend. Uh, I'm, I'm accepting <laughs> applications. I'm willing to take on a girlfriend at this point. If I can't find the boyfriend, it's like, well, I don't care. Like, throw me a bone. How about a piece of chocolate, people? Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um you and I met because I saw something really exciting about this binge network and 
streaming and this phenomenon of just the millions of people that are just getting rid of the regular television because it's all just junk and noise and moving over to smart TVs and online and streaming. So tell us, uh, tell, tell everybody what's going on over at Binge Network. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're an award-winning streaming platform. Um, definitely the shift to streaming. My background, I come from the cinema side of the business. So um, made the change to OTT and streaming a couple of years ago in my career. And it's definitely where everyone is, is viewing and consuming their content. Smart TV is the fastest growing segment. And there's so much great entertainment um, and content out there. And that's my fun job, if you call it that, is to find the content that um, viewers want to watch. So is there a certain category that people are gravitating to? I can't imagine they want more political nonsense or they want real of the <laughs> business. You know, they, they, they're searching for truth, but are they looking more for entertainment and an escape or is it do it yourself because everybody just loves when somebody remodels their house? What, what seems to be the, the, uh, the hotspot for people? Yes, yes, and yes. So um, we are a streaming, we're a streaming platform, and we're on all smart TVs globally. And so my role um, as chief content officer is to find something for everyone. So we, we have everything from um, yoga, a yoga channel, fitness, uh, business, financials, children's programming, movies. But the hot categories, I would say, are um, all of the above, but lifestyle content. So um, the you know entertaining DIY, um, also travel. I think people love that escape um, to see other parts of the country and the world. Um, and so our our those lifestyle content channels are doing very well. Um, fun business content. So in interviews with entrepreneurs and uh, business owners. We have a really cool show that just launched with their season one called Unicorn Hunters. And it is the the hunt to find the next um, startup and pre-IPO funding. And so it's led by Steve Wozniak of Apple and the Mm. Lance Bass from NSYNC and several others. It's a really fun um, business uh, business oriented show, but entertaining and kind of kind of the apprentice style. so, yeah, a little something for everyone. We, I love to find new, you know, cooking show or um, travel or um, health and wellness. So just any, any type of fun content, there's so much out there. So it's, we like to have unique programming and really appeal to all audiences. So for the people who are a little bit newer to this, the, the streaming concept and are kind of ready to ditch the cable and, and go to this alternative world, um, what's the best way that they can find you or do they have to go buy a, a, a box of some sort if they don't have the smart TV? Um, explain that so that maybe people can give it a know where to go, give it a chance, and then they can realize how many awesome programs there are in this, this all new alternative world, which is replacing the traditional world of, of just, uh, I'll just, I'll just say bad. <laughs> I'll just say bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are a streaming app. We're on all smart TVs. Pretty much any TV that is sold or manufactured today is a, considered a smart TV. So we're one of the free streaming apps. You can download us, Binge Networks. Um, you can also view us on our website, bingenetworks.tv, and that, it's as simple as that. You download the free app, and you have access to all sorts of categories of 
of content. Um, 80% of U.S. households, is, is the current stat, have at least one smart TV. So that's our coverage. And you'd be surprised when you start pricing around, even if you do a couple of subscription apps and then there's so much free content out there by cutting the cord and, um, and shifting to OTT and streaming from traditional TV, you'll be surprised how much money you save as well. And, and you'll, you'll still have access to great content. So the content is not lacking. Interesting that there's 80% of people have a smart TV. I have one that uh, I have a smart TV, except you can't add additional apps, so I don't understand how that's smart. And then I have an <laughs> old TV. But, yeah, no, no, you can't. It's a Sony, um, but you can't add on additional apps than the like four that it came with. So I'm like, this is stupid. Oh. So it's a stupid TV, not a smart TV. And then I have a regular <laughs> television that's old, but I have the Apple box and I have a Roku box. Yeah. And I need to use you well, and, and Apple. To binge. But and so, but I have to think I, I'm going to try it through the Roku. So maybe that's an option. But here's the thing: when Apple put their their uh, pay portion of the television on there, they wiped out most of the apps that are there, and you can't add any more apps. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. So then they they try to get you because they want you to pay. Everybody wants you to pay. But you said uh, <laughs> real quick, you said binge was free, right? Did you say binge was free? Oh yeah, binge. Free, yeah, we're free. We're considered um, in the industry, it's called AVOD, which is Advertising Video On Demand. So the content is there to watch at any time on demand, just like a Netflix, except we're free. There's no subscription fee. And we're on all the major devices. I'd say the top ones um, that carry our app and, and that you can access would be on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, um, Samsung TVs. Um, so those are some of our major key strategic partners in the smart TV world. So I encourage everyone to go to their website, check it out, and then also go and just download the app on your very smart TV. 80% of you have smart TVs. I guess I'm, I'm technically in the 20% <laughs> that doesn't have a smart TV. <laughs> TVs. So go ahead and go check that out because she said it's free. Give it a try free. We like that because all these other ones, all they want is your, your money, and then they don't necessarily have the quality content. Very disappointed in, in the, um, the selection at, at, at uh, Netflix, you would think, with all that uh, money they have pouring into that, but there's, there's really not much to watch on there. So give the website one more time, would you, for me, Allison? Yeah, it's bingenetworks.tv. And then that's the app, too, Binge Networks. So awesome. Binge Thank Network. you so much, yeah. Allison, for coming on. Um, I hope to Thank be Thank you for a, having uh, me. You're welcome. We hope to be a show on your platform. Hopefully we'll be able to get everything worked out in March because that would be amazing. You know, we went, into, we went into the television mode, and we're doing both now, talk radio and television. So we why not bring it that. to Binge? We're going yeah, to bring it to yeah. Binge. So people can binge. Millions and millions of viewers, they would love to see your show. So we have a couple of channel slots left um, this quarter. We would love to have you join us. That would be awesome. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So thank you, Allison. And uh, if you get a chance, we'll pop in and you can say hello next month and give us some updates. That would be awesome. So have a great day and a happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for being my first Valentine today. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Allison. All right, Binge Network, everybody. So go check out their website. Go ahead and, and download. Get some free quality programming. Oh, my God, I love that. I love that. I'm going to have to play around with those TVs tonight to try to figure out how all of that fun stuff works on my stupid TVs, not the smart TVs. I'm one of the 20%. Part of the 20%, not the 80 The 80-20 factor. Remember 80% of the people? 
20% of people do 80% of the work, something. There's something about the 80-20. So let's bring on my next guest because I am behind. It's 1219. I'm actually not that far off. I'm only two minutes down. But before that, I wanted to say thank you so much for everybody that's been tuning in. The downloads have been off the charts. I cannot believe the numbers just on the talk radio. We're getting great numbers over at the Rumble. So go ahead and follow us on the Rumble. We're live on Rumble. We're live on CloudHub. We're live on uh, Twitter, on the Twitter. We're live on uh, LinkedIn. Um, can't do the Facebook, right? <laughs> they hate us, but you know, this is a satanic platform. What are you going to do? And uh, the YouTube, or, yeah, YouTube just strikes us every time that I forget to erase a show. But um, so yeah, follow us on social media. Well, actually don't follow us, become part of the community. It's not about following and followers. It's about joining, interacting, being part of the community, join the Save My Freedom Movement. I'm going to, I promise it'll be well worth your while. Wow, you can, you know, talk about what you do for a living, your group, promote your events. How cool is that? Plus, stand up for freedom. Go to our uh, take action menu, everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Make sure um, you check out the uh, all the different tabs, all the different resources, everything you can imagine to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities, is there. And then I'll get you all the uh, that will get you to this. There's, there's a huge link. There's a link. Uh, you'll see it. It, it. It'll have on there like yeah, social media. So you do that. And then all of the, all the social media accounts are there. You just pick and choose the ones that you want to engage in. Uh, and share that with your friends, your family, uh, your loved ones here on this Valentine's Day. Because it's all about us coming together, right? There's, there is... Um, there is power in numbers, people. Again, we all want to motivate the masses to get off their asses and actually engage and take action because the time is now. The time is now. And speaking of taking action, the next lady is doing that. Oh, my goodness. Remember I said it was the public instruction, the Department of Public Instruction, instead of public education? You know, that's the first thing she's going to change. So my next guest is Sherry Saver. She's a candidate for Arizona Superintendent of Public Instruction. Should be public education. Just tells you what they're doing over there. And she's a wife, mother, and small business owner who has had enough of the corrupt money laundering Nazi regime of child abusers and their indoctrination of a Marxist curriculum. Oh, and it's happening right here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm telling you, audience is bad news bears. Big round of applause for Shuri. <laughs> hey, my friend, how are you today? I'm doing great. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And um, what was the first thing you did when you got out of bed uh, for Valentine's Day to uh, <laughs> to stand up against the crazy people that are running our school systems right now? Hmm. Well, I drank my first, and then I got my kids to school, uh, <laughs> to a private school. So that's the first thing I did. Um, but... Uh, yeah, today, actually, we have the education committee tomorrow, so we're going through a few bills that we need to speak for and against tomorrow. Um, this is really important that everybody gets engaged in the legislative process uh, in the next few months because uh, a lot of very important bills are coming forth to protect our children, and we really need to make sure that we make our voices heard because the other side is very well engaged in the process and has been. So, so, yeah, they're very vocal. They get paid to do that. They have millions of dollars supporting yeah. them. They've got pretty signs. We have ones that are made from uh, old paint that's been sitting in the garage from, uh, you know, from <laughs> five years old from when the kids were actually yeah. making posters in school. But um, 
give me an example of one of the most important bills that's coming forward. Um, and my concern is the legislators are voting on this. We're going to talk about this later with, with Representative Joseph Chaplick. The problem is, is that we've got a, a couple, uh, quote unquote, Republicans with the, their rhinos. So they vote with the Democrats. So um, we lose one or two of those. Then all of a sudden, then uh, the demons take over and the kids are wearing masks. So it was, is there, which, what are the top bills or the, the ones that you've, you know, we could push out there and get people to do the RTS? And we'll mention that real quick after you tell us. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I will give a shout out to uh, Representative Chaplick for his bill uh, 2616 um, to request consent from parents uh, before a school can put a mask on them if they're under 18 years old. So uh, that passed committee, hopefully it's going to get voted on here soon and uh, will pass because that's crucial. Uh, it's really crucial for our kids to not have those mandates in the schools anymore. So I'm really happy with that. Um, tomorrow I'm still reviewing all the bills, but tomorrow there's two of them that I'm going to be speaking on. One of them is um, a moment of silence. That actually is being coming forth from a Democrat. Uh, she happens to be Jewish, and I know this is an important issue uh, from a Rebbe in New York that's always talked about having a moment of silence in our schools for the kids because, you know, the public schools were banned from reading the Bible and prayer since the 60s. Um, this is the closest thing that we can have to at least give them a moment of reflection. So I'm very excited about that. I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be a bipartisan support and we're going to get it through. Uh, just again, to bring, we need to center back our kids, you know, on something to believe in, right? And, and that's the whole the circular, the secularism and the atheism that we see in the public schools have really transformed that we see today. When you don't have some sort of reference to a God or an authority, moral authority, uh, you're lost. It, it, studies show that. So uh, that's one I'm going to support. There's another one I'm still finishing reading it, but I'm definitely going to support it. Of course, Planned Parenthood and uh, the ACLU are against it, so that definitely tells you you should be for it. But uh, this is regarding uh, restrooms in the schools, and you know it's amazing how many uh, non-binary school um, restrooms we see in different schools, even in the most rural areas in in Arizona. We cannot allow uh, boys and girls restrooms and the other way around. We really have to stick to sex. It doesn't matter how you feel about um, transgenderism or gay lifestyle or homosexuality. This has nothing to do with it. We need to protect the minors, and that's it. There's no two ways about it. So hopefully uh, I'm glad that the bill is coming coming up. We need to make sure that we do that because uh, they do. we should not mix sexes in the restrooms or in sports. I'm 100% behind anything that's going to be legislatively coming uh, regarding those two topics. And, and the fact that we have to have this conversation, that we actually have to put it in a bill, right. is, is mind-blowing exactly. to me uh, that yeah. – uh, that we that we're at a point in the world in in 2022 mm-hmm. that this is something that we've got to push back and fight against. But here's the problem with the ideology of the elected elite, which obviously it's in the school system too, but it's in our cities. And we've talked about this before on the show, especially here in, in right. Scottsdale. When over the summer, when I was at my precinct committee man meeting, and I highly encourage everyone to become a precinct committee man. Um, they were somebody made an announcement and said the uh, the city of Scottsdale seven to zero. Seven to zero thought it was a great idea yeah. to pass uh, a resolution or whatever they call these things. You know, they just try to get all squirrely on the, you. Yeah, the city that ordinance awesome. in Scottsdale. Ordinance. Thank yeah. you. 
ordinance, yes, an ordinance that was okay for a man that decided to be a woman that day with a big beard, a big burly man in a dress can go into the girl's <laughs> bathroom or perhaps the little girl's locker room and go ahead and pee next to her. Like, I was like, oh, my God, they thought that was a great idea because our city is so inclusive and diverse. I said, this is insane. Right. And then we found out there was eight other cities that thought the same thing was awesome. Yeah, Unbelievable. I said, what, what, what is happening? And then, of course, we hear about all these nightmares in the schools. So uh, the fact that we have um, to come up with a bill. And then um, real quick, uh, non-binary. What, what does that mean? It means you, you don't know? You're confused? You, you haven't decided yet? Today you're one? Yeah, so what many. does the non-binary mean? Because yeah. you said that. And I get so confused about all these new words that keep popping up, and I have to look right. them up. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't, I need to write, I write these down and then it changes after I wrote it. So that's why I stopped writing them down. Right. They change it. Yeah, they yeah. can really fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, gender dysphoria is, I guess, the more, uh, the more accurate term for confusion uh, as far as which gender you, you, you identify with. Uh, mm. Sounds like propaganda. Yeah, the, mm. Yes. Um, and you know what? In the, the study from the uh, University of California came out with 25% of the kids um, in the schools uh, from 12 to 17 did not identify with the gender that they were born in. Well, that's because the teacher told them that they were neither, right? So we already know. And, and as far as a study, you know what, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, that if you go back, just look at the past two years. Uh, I, I, I take, you take all the studies on the planet, throw them in the garbage, light them on fire because they're lying to us, right? So I just, I honestly, don't, I can't imagine that 25% of the people, the kids are like, I don't know what I am. Uh, not just because that was the, what they told you yesterday in school that you're supposed to repeat. But again, that's a perfect example of the nonsense and the brainwashing, the indoctrination uh, and the instruction of the public school system that Sherry is going to change when she becomes the superintendent. Yeah, you got you to gotta get in there and clean house, Sherry. This is, we this have is, to. It is it's we out have to. of we don't have any other control. No, it's, it's out of control. Yeah. And everybody who's listening, take your kids out of the school now. Do it for a couple of weeks even. They've already lost two years. What does it matter? You want to, you're going to have to deprogram them when you get them home anyway. Uh, do that. And then it changes the amount of money that they get. And you watch things will change. So you might want to do that. Think about that. Just do it for a couple of weeks. Like I said, what does it matter? What's the, they'll learn more at home from you than they will in the schools. But Sherry's going to change that. Sherry, give your website so people know how to support you. Uh, and help you out, join some volunteer efforts or even pushing out some digital content so people can know what you stand for and how you're going to be able to turn this uh, ridiculousness here in Arizona upside down. Thank you. Yes. I mean, I'm happy to announce that I'm the first Republican statewide that actually filed my signatures, my petitions to get on the ballot. So I will be on the ballot. Um, oh, congratulations. We're doing really good. Yeah, yeah. Our movement is very very, very powerful. Uh, they cannot underestimate the mama and papa bears, even though they're trying to. But 2022 is going to show them um, they poked yeah. us one time too many. If you want to engage in my campaign, my, my website is uh, shirisapir.com, S-H-I-R-Y-S-A-P-I-R, shirisapir.com. If you're running for a school board, I have a special se- section in my website with all the candidates for different districts in the state that I support. So people, if they don't know, hey, I'm in Scottsdale, I'm in Glendale, I'm in um, Prescott, I don't know who's running, you can go and that's a resource for you to know that these are people that we vetted and we trust. And uh, yeah, we need an army uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and other social media to spread the word. We 
have to rescue our children. This is not just about education. This is about their well-being. This is about their mental health. This is about their future. And everybody should get engaged, whether you have children in your school or not. Uh, and I'll fight, I'll fight for you as hard as anybody ever fought to change things. And we can if we just get in power and get in that office. Yeah, and uh, we need to mobilize, mobilize the masses so we can send out the troops, whether it's digitally or even to meetings, because you've got to push back because the other side does it so well, lock, stock, uh, arm in arm, and uh, that's, how we, that's how we combat this. Um, thank you, Sherry, for, uh, for everything that you're doing, and we will talk to you next thank month, you. my friend. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. All right. So we are at 12.32. We are a little over. That's because of the intro. I had to do the wag the dog. I've been saying it for how long that this whole administration is one big wag the dog when it comes to every category. A little sparkly, but squirrel, shiny over here, right? Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable the things that are going on. Uh, so um, head over to everythinghomeaboutus.com. Check out the take action or resources on there. And uh, if, you, if, if you are still wearing a mask or if you're still confused as to where the Wuhan virus, uh, the uh, China virus, the, uh, the COVID came from, or if you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't wait to get my booster, or uh, I just really need to get my kid that non-vaccine bioweapon. It is a bioweapon. I want you to go check and, and click on the Karen Kingston tab. It has information on all uh, her most recent interviews, a couple that we did, and also uh, presentations. That'll kind of knock some sense into you. It'll scare the crap out of you because that's, uh, that's what, uh, that's the truth. Again, all that information that she has been revealing since the summer is all on the government documents and websites. So there is no opinion there. So you might want to get that and especially send that to any of your friends who've been saying stuff to you that you're a conspiracy theorist, that you are a domestic terrorist, that you are crazy. No, no, no. You take this and you send it. Well, go ahead and pay attention to uh, click here and then uh, shove that straight up their rear ends because uh, well, we need to change the narrative. We need to get the truth out. So people need to start going to prison and beyond because this is uh, completely out of control. And it'd be nice if some of our political people, our elected elites, uh, the ones that say they are on our side, why don't you step up to the plate and do something with that incredible information that she's been revealing? Um, you don't even need to do any research. It's all right there. So go ahead and start arresting people and shutting this down. So again, everything home about us.com. Go check out all the incredible information that's on that take action menu and click the Karen Kingston tab and then it'll get you everything you need. And you're going to go, Oh my God. Yeah. That's all the truth. There it is. Peeps. All right. So it is 13. Uh, no, no, no. It's 1234. One, two, three, four. Aha. It is Valentine's day. Uh, let's bring on my next guest. My next guest is a new guest. I met him at the TPUSA Turning Point event here in December. Wait till you hear what he's put together. It's actually fascinating. And it's what we talk about on the show all the time, keeping the elected elite accountable. But now he has a method to do that, right? Because you need, you can't just say it, you got to do it, right? I love that these people are taking action and are doing things to take back our country. John Paul Moran, he is the founder and CEO of the nonprofit Grand Opportunity USA, an author, entrepreneur, and GOP nominee for Congress Great. in 2020, probably Great. did win. Uh, Go USA's primary mission is resettling American politics, or shall I say resetting 
well, it's resettling, right? That's what we are. We're pioneers in actually getting this country back to the original val- the original values. Oh, I don't know, maybe following the Constitution that our founders created by making our elected officials fully accountable. <laughs> oh, that's uh, we got to do that. Why not just I say kick them, kick their asses right out to the American citizens and exposing their corruption and true agendas with its first of a kind universal political rating system, the Op Score. Audience, big round of applause. John Thank Paul, you, how are you today? Great, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for having, having me on. And it was, it was great having uh, hearing Sherry and uh, Sherry and Allison as well earlier. So, uh, so thanks. Yes, we want to we want to do exactly that. We have a dream to hold these scumbags accountable and, uh, you know, fire many of them, most of them <laughs> using this new system we created. Yeah, well, I would say I like 99 percent. There's, there's like a handful of ones that I think we need to keep yes. that we could keep in there. I mean, I'm kind of either way. Uh, you know, for the most part, if we got a whole new slate of them, I'd be happy with that too. But there's a couple that I like. We had MG, MTG on the show back in um, May, episode two, I think it was 13, 213 for anyone who wants to tune in. That was really great. So she's a fighter and um, uh, Matt Gates, he's a fighter too. And a few others, but other than that, not, not yep. so much, right? Because they... They, um, they've got big budgets, peeps. They've got big budgets. They get paid a lot. They don't have to pay for anything personally. They have access to all the information, yep. but yet you and I, and look where we are, and, and we're suffering. So our side is, uh, uh, I, I call them rhinos, right? The, my new thing is this, and then you can uh, fill us in on everything that you've got going on, John Paul. So my new thing is this, everybody, and this is the new attitude, the new ideology for everybody. When you see an R next to their name, that means rhino. And now what happens is they need to prove to you that they're not. That's it. So it's, it's the opposite, right? So we're just not going to say we're, they're Republicans, they're rhinos. Prove to me you're not a rhino. And then I'll talk to you. I'm certainly not going to give any money for your campaign, but I would like to hear what you have to say because you need to prove to us. Prove to me you're not the typical person that goes in there. I think that's not too much to ask for, John Paul. And then we layer in your app, and then I think we can solve the problem and, and clean house properly. Yes, yes, I agree, and that's what that's that's been the mission here. Um, and I think it's it's a system is so corrupt it breeds these people. Um, it, it 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 creates these monsters. So we we figured we have to find sort of like what's the what's the kryptonite to their evil Superman? And and we look at you know I, I ran for Congress t- two years ago in 2020, um, and and I realized what scumbags they are. I mean I saw how much corruption there was. The guy I ran against Seth Moulton is just a poster child of the worst of the worst, and uh, as a Democrat, and uh, and I thought, you know, we have to ha- come up with a better way to assess these people. And so I thought, you know, it works for movies. You know, Rotten Tomatoes does it, at least the audience score part of it does a great job at um, it letting people look at what the audience thinks, not what the advertising says, right? Um, and it's similar. It's, it's similar with Yelp. Um, you look at Angie's List. People trust their peers. They don't trust all the garbage and all the advertising. So. We, you know, we thought about, I, I, I work with my team, we created this idea for the OPS score, it stands for Opportunity Score, and it's a nonpartisan universal political credit rating system based on these five points of opportunity. We invented these, uh, the way we categorize the purpose of government, and of course, um, adherence to the U.S. Constitution, uh, primarily. Um, and what's really cool, uh, Michelle, that we, when, we, we, when we went through this and we studied, you know, dozens of dozens, dozens of principles and issues with all the different uh, legislators and candidates we're, we're, we're rating, 
we actually found that Americans are 80%, 90% often in agreement on most of the issues. And it was shocking because I thought oh, we have this big, you know, 51, 40, 49 divide, but actually like, it's most, it, it's, it's the vast majority of people versus this, this very small number of creepy leftist elites and, uh, and, and progressives that have nothing in common with the rest of us, but they're in power and control. So if we can rate these people, we'll throw them all out. And that's the idea is how can we rate them based upon principles and their adherence to the Constitution? And we also expose their corruption, their hypocrisy, and extremism. Um, we're going to be doing that as well as part of our score. So we're making it easy for people to assess their, these candidates. No one's going to go and spend 100 hours reading every detail of every principle and, and all their voting records and all their statements. But we're doing that, and we're making it really simple to understand. So you can, look, you can identify these people in, in, in virtually seconds using the app we're creating. So what do you when think? is the app going to be uh, live? I mean, that's, what, that's what we're working on. When is the app going to be live? Well, right now, the, it's actually on our website. So it's a web app. So if you go to go-usa.us, and you'll see a, a number of uh, different options there. One is endorse the app score. We're asking everybody to endorse it. Um, you'll, you'll see also, you'll see interactive politician scores. And on that, we have about, um, you'll see about 20 featured politicians, and we have probably another 50 or 60 more, and we're, we're uploading about another 50 in the next week. Uh, so we're rating them. It, it takes a bunch of hours to, to rate them. We have a ratings team of volunteers that do it. And uh, you can actually look into them and see where they stand and then click into the data, and we actually we provide the goods. We show the receipts. We got the receipts on these people, and it shows their voting records or their statements. We have proof of all of it. So there really is no way they can hide. Um, we show why they have good or bad scores. Most of them are getting bad scores, if you can probably guess. Yeah, of course. Um, and the yeah. few of them that get good scores, we want to keep. And the, the ones that get bad scores, they got to get thrown out of office like yesterday. So you're just doing federal right now, and then you're going to move down to state once you get through the 535 uh, corrupt uh, elected elites that are, that are running the show? Yes, yes. The, the focus right now is a small nonprofit is, 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 is uh, the federal level because the rating system is all built it's very, very kind of scientifically around the issues on the federal, on the federal level. We look at certain bills in Congress um, and, uh, in order to do it. And then we're also rating the people. The, this, the, the big thing with our score, it's not just people that are in office. We're also rating people that are competing for office, the, the challengers, because you know, voters have to know the difference between the people that are challenging them and the people that are in office. So we can't just look at their bills. We also ask them to fill out surveys and um, sign pledges. And we look at, you know, we look at candidates as well, because that's, those are the people that need to be replacing these people. So we have a lot of people to rate, not only the sitting politicians, but, you know, their top challengers. The good thing I'm not a volunteer in the rating system because there'd be like big goose eggs for everybody. <laughs> yeah, a, well, they, would, a, they, would, it, they wouldn't pass the smell test, very few. <laughs> well, if you, and if, if you look mic. at the actual issues, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, we look at the issues from a very objective point of view, uh, but the reality is the American First agenda is a populist agenda, and the populist right. agenda is where the 80, 90 percent of the people stand on so many of the issues. The far left that's in control of our government is on the opposite. So there, we have proof. We don't even have to, you know, our smoking gun doesn't have to be we, we caught this certain transaction that you did illegally. The fact that they're on, on so many issues working directly against the people that vote them in, their own voters, it proves that they're corrupt because why aren't they doing what their voters want? Oh, they're right. doing what their donors want. They're doing what 
communist China yeah. wants. They're doing what George Soros wants. So they have to be thrown out. So yeah, or they're giving their opinion. So. Yeah, it's like they say, well, well, that that's not what I think. It's, okay, you're not being paid to think. You're being paid to represent we the people, and we don't want that. So we don't care what you think. So you need that's to right. go. That's kind of the attitude that everybody needs to have and stay on your ground. Remember, there are employees, and uh, we need to uh, we need to remind ourselves of that, right. and we need to remind them of that. And when you shift that power. Everything changes. So um, give your website, and, and I encourage everyone to go check it out and then start reading about uh, the good ones uh, and, the, and all the bad ones. <laughs> and don't give them any money right now. Yes. That's what I'm saying to everybody. Don't give them, don't give any of these candidates any money. They don't need it right now. And then you can kind of go in. You've got to do your research on these people. You better vet them pretty hard before you send them a dollar. John Paul, what's the website? Yes, yes. So it's uh, www go-us.us so it's go a grand opportunity go-usa.us and we're asking people to please endorse the op score it takes just 30 seconds there's a big orange button that says endorse and you probably not you put your name your email and from where your, your zip code and we'll identify your congressional representative and your two senators and automatically send them an email demanding that they take a survey to expose their true agendas and show their goods, show where they stand. And if they don't do it, they're hiding from you. And if they do do it, it's great because then we use that to help create their scores. So it really identifies who's working for us and who's working against us. And everybody ah. in America should be doing that. We don't want anybody voting unless they check their op score because it's just an easy way to say, are they for us or against us? Yeah, um, weeds, and so, weeds out and, the... And uh, if you can think of the idea of... I'm sorry? I said it weeds them out. Weeds out the trash, the monsters, yes. the corruption, the demons. Take out yeah. the garbage. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we like to say, imagine a dog on a shock, a shock collar with that electric fence, and every time they go over that fence, they get the shock. That's what these politicians are really. We're the, we're the dog owners, and they're the dogs that are trying to cross over that electric <laughs> right. fence. And now they have the app that will shock them every time. <laughs> right, and you're, and, you're being, and you're being too kind with only just the shock. So more power to you, my friend. So give the website <laughs> one more time, and then i got to go. And we'll talk to you next month for sure. Okay, great. The, 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 the website address is go-usa.us. We'd love your support and, and endorsement. And, uh, and, of course, donations and other things as well. That you, any, any volunteers and, uh, and donations would be great as well. Awesome. Thanks, John Paul. We'll, be, I'll, we'll Thank talk you. off air, and I'll get you guys uh, We'll get you hooked up on the platform, and that way we can support this, and we'll put it part of our Take Action menu and our Take Action Toolkit. So thank you so much, my friend, for coming on. Great. Go USA. Thank you. Yeah, go USA. All righty. So we are a little bit behind, but I just wanted to remind everybody, go over to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Join the community. Join the Save My Freedom movement. Uh, we're going to have some huge announcements next week about how we are – joining forces with Act for America. That's my buddy over there, Brigitte Gabriel, the OG of the Freedom Movement. And we are going to be launching a new campaign. It's going to be nationwide because we need to go ahead and get all of our elected elite here in Arizona, at least the uh, quote-unquote Republicans, right? Remember, the R stands for rhino until you can prove me that you are not. And um, we need to get them to sign on to the decertification. So that's just a little teaser little teaser and we figured why not make it nationwide because then once we do it here in Arizona we can then do it in every state because it's time to mobilize the masses everybody we need it to bring the army together so that when there is a call to action we've already got the millions of people that are ready to go 
And I know that we don't like a lot of in-person things, but we do like to do the virtual. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go with the virtual. And of course, that American Convoy that's happening too, those people are a part of our group, right? So uh, join us at hashtag Save My Freedom. Or if you go to the uh, Take Action menu, it's going to be on there too. So I encourage you to get involved because we're going to be bringing you all that information. It's going to be some amazing things all being launched next week. We can do this. We can save this country, but we've got to mobilize and then, again, take action. All right, so my next guest is Nilsa Alvarez. Dr. Nilsa, Dr. Nilsa Alvarez is an independent political strategist, Hispanic communications advisor, and project manager for several conservative organizations, including the Faith and Freedom Coalition, Restore 7, and Latinos. For Tennessee audience, big round of applause for a great American and a smart lady. <laughs> so, hey, thank you so you? much. The honor of oh. uh, did, oh, did we did we lose you? We we said smart lady, we said conservative, and usually yeah. that's when censorship kicks in because they don't like they don't want that to be duplicated and they don't want that to be heard. Uh, well, can, can you hear me clearly now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Oh, okay, great, great. I'm sorry. It's just I, I live in East Tennessee, so I'm surrounded by mountains, and they just love to interfere. It's kind of a natural censorship, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of how it works nowadays. You know, you get hit from every single direction, so you just got to be prepared. You know what I mean? Like, no sooner do you wake up, and you're like, what are they going to call me today? Oh, they'll just, you know, and, and then the fallback's domestic terrorism. Oh, you guys did that in the fall. Don't you have another name that you want to call me today? Come on. <laughs> Come on, bring it. Be creative. Come on, get your PR team working on this. So um, you've got yep. a, a, primarily you're working with the Faith and Freedom Coalition, but uh, just do a little intro so people know who you are and then uh, throw some things at us today that you want to talk about. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you again for having me on your show. So uh, a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Florida. I was born in Little San Juan, which we all know as Orlando, and uh, raised in North Cuba, which everybody knows. Uh, (laughs) And um, my family is all, you know, I grew up as a pastor's kid, the famous PK title, uh, growing up and uh, falling in love with a pastor and marrying a pastor. And that was my life, ministry life, and uh, being in the front lines and trenches of serving the community. And it wasn't until 2015 that uh, God just did this draft and had me uh, become one of the faith directors for the GOP in Florida in preparation for the 2016 elections, where I then went on to manage uh, one of the Trump campaign's offices in Hialeah, Florida, uh, for 2016, and then on to helping DeSantis with a few campaign offices in Broward and Palm Beach uh, in 2018, and then uh, moving on with uh, what I do now in serving different organizations who are dedicated to empowering not only the voice of the church, but the voice of the Hispanic church, which has, has gone under the radar for so long. And, uh, and let me tell you, the Hispanic body of Christ is rising up and they're letting know, letting everyone know exactly how they feel about today's issues. Yeah. And I mean, you hear it coming from Florida, you hear it from Texas, and uh, it's shifting. It's just that, uh, you know, obviously we've given up on anything that comes from the mainstream media and anything really that's coming from traditional television. Even you're not even getting the support from uh, Newsmax, really, and you're not certainly not getting it from Fox. But 
what the the uh, the feelings around the country is exactly what you said that people it, it, you don't even have to be a republican right or you, you, you just mm-hmm. have to be paying attention to what's going on i mean i really think democrats are starting to go wow i don't like what i don't like what's happening cuz anybody in their right mind yeah. can't agree with what is going on and, and pick a category it doesn't matter which one not to mention what's happened yep. over the past two years. Anybody that thinks that this is okay, there's something mentally wrong with them, like something that they, you can't fix that at that point, right? That's not even, they don't yeah. have the meds for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, you know, you are absolutely on point. And what's been happening is that we have been leading one of the largest voter registration operations in a number of Hispanic ministry alliances in Texas, Florida, Uh, Tennessee, and now launching in Georgia. And uh, one of the things that we're seeing is a momentum where the majority, depending on which state we're talking about, you'll see a majority affiliation for the Republican Party or conservative party. Um, the, The kind of numbers we're seeing is very little affiliation to no party and Democrat. And the reason why we're seeing that kind of data is because we're seeing also a group of people that is not only becoming more vocal about the issues, but they want to partake in primary elections. So um, they, they want to also filter the kind of leadership that's saying we want to represent you because they already saw, especially with Biden, <laughs> that a lot of quote unquote Hispanics also voted for him and realized uh, that that was not the great. In fact, uh, you know, in, in September of last year, the Hispanic support uh, for Biden, actually the approval ratings dropped to 38%. So, uh, and that was just like the the national number that they were looking at uh, with the Gallup polls. And, you know, imagine, and that's just September. So imagine now, February of 2022, uh, seeing just one week after another of just Biden's disastrous policies. And so we're seeing a huge momentum of, Hispanics registering um, as Republicans or as nonpartisan, um, but but actually it's actually more of the conservative party because of the primary election involvement. So leading up to 2015, mm-hmm. just so you know, only five percent of Christians were voting in primary elections. I haven't seen the most recent number on that, but I can tell you by just the momentum we're seeing in voter registration. Uh, we're seeing that more people want to partic- participate in the primaries because they do not want to be fooled again. And I see that the growing movement towards the right, and I can share just one more piece of information to let everyone know why Hispanics are running to the right. And it's also because of statements like one of Biden's cabinet members when he tweeted that the U.S. government was no longer going to tag LaFarc as a terrorist organization in the country of Colombia. And they're hoping that they, Colombia's political status quo. So uh, basically their political life, their, their parliament, et cetera. So what they're telling Colombians and a lot of Colombian Americans across the country woke up with that tweet. They were like, oh, my gosh. It's because to talk about the FARC is like talking about the Taliban in Afghanistan. So now Mm. you are telling Colombians that you will probably be negotiating with the terrorist organization back in their country. So after what they saw in Afghanistan, what promises them that that this administration won't meddle with Colombian politics and literally uh, hand it over to the FARC? So, you know, the Hispanics are waking up. A lot of people aren't talking about these key little 
details because if you're Hispanic and engaged in politics, you're going to, you're going to see this, right? You're going to be involved and you're going to respond to this. But I know a lot of people aren't. So I love sharing this information. So everyone knows Hispanics are running to the right. So be ready to receive them and be ready to involve them in every kind of election and putting, you know, training them to also run for office. Yeah, and actually going to the primaries and voting is so important. Again, I made it quite clear for many, many months that uh, it's not about left or right. It's we the people versus literally the elected elite. We need to get rid of all the rhinos that are there. Remember that if they have an R next to a name, they are a rhino until they prove to you differently. It's <laughs> being about more conservative. Uh, and it's, it's important that we support other candidates in these primaries, and that uh, that will change everything. Of course, I want you to become a precinct committee man too. All that information's on our website. So, um, uh, Nelsa, can you give your website uh, so where you want people to go and uh, uh, follow you or, or, or engage yeah. and and, and uh, pull their heads out of their arses and let's do this. <laughs> I love. I just love how you how you phrase everything. Um, so <laughs> you know, y'all can follow me on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Nilsa Alvarez Morales, Nilsa Alvarez Morales. And you can go to the website of ffcoalition.com for the Faith and Freedom Coalition. We have a huge conference coming up in June. And um, we, you can also go to, if you, if you want to sign up, like if you're very active with your ministry, your church, and you want us to help you host your own voter registration drive completely nonpartisan, but I'm telling you, you can share enough information for people to know that when they filter these policies and politicians with the word of God, they know how to vote. They know how to register. Just give them the right nonpartisan scripture-based information, and they'll choose for themselves, and, and they'll choose wisely. So go to ffcoalition.com pastors. That's ffcoalition.com pastors if you want us to assist you with a voter registration drive at your church. Yeah, that's what we need to do. We've got to get people registered because they, uh, today was the first day in Texas that they started voting. So yeah, we have just kicked off the Ooh. 2022 yeah. uh, election season. Oh, God. And it, oh, we'll, we'll, I, don't, I don't even want to get started on the machines. No machines. No machines, people, paper, ballots. Uh, Nelsa, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next month. You're going to keep us in the loop on the Hispanic world and, of course, the Faith and Freedom Coalition. So thank you, my friend. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. God bless everyone and God bless America. That's right. God bless the USA. All right. So we are, uh, we, uh, where are we? We're running a little behind. Um, I lost my train of thought for a second there. Sorry about that. I'm just trying to make it smooth, trying to make it smooth. It is 1258. I'm bringing on Joshua Reed in just a second. But I just wanted to remind everybody that this Friday from 11 to uh, 1 o'clock, that's 11 Mountain Time to 1 o'clock Mountain Time, I'm hosting the Dr. Ellen Keyes show on brighttown.tv for the full two hours. And we are going to do a live roving reporter uh, interviews of the speakers at the Reawaken America event. That's Clay Clark's event in Ohio on Friday. So a Matt Thayer and Joy, his wife, who are the uh, producers of the movie Reawakening and the Reawakening series about the tour and the speakers are going to be my roving reporters and interviewing and bringing on all the different speakers. So you're going to get to see a behind the scenes event and uh, some great, incredible interviews. Just two hours of it, everybody. Brighttown.tv. Brighttown.tv is also going to be streaming the event live. So you can be watching the event live. Then you can go over and watch us for two hours on Brighttown.tv, the Dr. Alan Keyes Let's Talk America show. 
and then get some really amazing speakers coming on that most of them have been on the show. So it'll be, it'll be cool to see them there and um, do some interviews. So put that on the calendar. And then of course at 5 PM mountain time, you can tune in to my show on brighttn.tv. And I've got uh, some really amazing guests. Andrew Krapischutz, the CEO of Red Balloon. Red Balloon is the uh, freedom platform for finding a job. Uh, what do they call it? The no jab job. The no jab jobs. And it's also a marketplace. So you can list your businesses on there. And if you tell them that we sent you, they waive the $25 a month fee. And also, um, I've got Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Mark Victor Hansen, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Chicken Soup for the Soul. <laughs> And they're going to talk about their book, Ask, which is actually pretty amazing. We did a show with them, episode 122. You might want to check that out. The blog is so powerful. All right, let me bring on Joshua. He's been patiently waiting in ZQ. So Joshua Reed, he is the founder of the Red Pill Project and host of the Daily Dose and Conversation on the Fringe podcast. He's a membership of the Censorship Club. Yes, they, uh, they've gotten him too. He's a Navy veteran and proud American citizen who is fighting for your freedom. Audience, big round of applause for Joshua. What's hey, up, Joshua? Michelle? How are we doing? Uh, I am What's good. Up? I'm excellente. Happy Valentine's Day to you, sir. Oh, you as well. You as well. And uh, it's sounding amazing today. I've been listening to the show. So very, very cool. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. I apologize for the delay. We just kind of just jamming a lot of stuff in. Usually uh, I try to keep a tight ship, but lately there's just been so much that uh, needs to be thrown at, the, uh, thrown in the mix. that We just go a little bit over, so I, I appreciate your patience. And I, I saw some parts of the event that you were doing uh, yesterday with Deborah over at the um, Transcend the Matrix, which was awesome. There was technical issues with the, the videos. And the sound, so some of the stuff was cutting in and out. But um, before you mention that, um, tell everybody a little bit about the Red Pill Project and what your show's about. And I want definitely give all the websites so people can tune in and start getting involved and paying attention to the messages that matter from people like you that they need to know about. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah, the Red Pill Project, I started it after being deleted three times in a year and a half from every single social platform you can think imaginable, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, millions of views, and we were just deleted overnight three different times. So I created the Red Pill Project as a bearer of information and truth, uh, trying to be decentralized as much as possible. But our motto is, is never believe anything anybody hears, anybody tells you, no matter who they are, no matter what authority they present to you, unless you can prove it with your own volition, your own beliefs, and your own experiences. And I think that's the most important part of everything that's happening in this world right now is truth is convoluted, is that truth is saturated with a whole bunch of disinformation, propaganda, misinformation, and whatever it might be. And that even comes from the conservative movement or the liberal movement. It doesn't matter. Is We just have to look at things for what they are and see where the narrative has taken us. And that's what we do on our shows is we look at the unfolding global narrative. And we try to see where it's going to guide us. We look at the playbook that this evil people, these evil regimes around the world are utilizing, and we see how it unfolds. And I'll tell you, Michelle, the last year and a half, and I'm not proud of this, we've been spot on, and that's not a good thing. And so <laughs> I know. I don't you know, like but being it's, right uh, when it comes to this world. stuff. Yeah, definitely don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, so when would you say when your show is so people can tune in? Because I know there's two shows, right? You're doing two? 
Yeah, we do two shows. Uh, we actually have uh, about four or five different podcasts on our platform, but my primary shows are the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, which is Monday through Thursday. That's 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Friday, we get a little fringy and we talk about all those weird and unusual and crazy topics. Uh, that's called Conversations on the Fringe, and that's 7.30 p.m. 9.30 p- uh, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then next month, I'm starting my own radio show in western New York on 10.40 a.m. for those listeners out there. It's going to be called the Dark Delight Show. And that's going going over Agenda 2030, the great, uh, the, the great Reset, and how all that unfolds and everything that we're seeing today in this world. Oh, congratulations. It's, uh, radio is uh, a lot more fun than on TV, I can tell you that you'll really you'll really enjoy it. Um, and then uh, I'm going to post this these shows, and I'll send you the information that I need from you, and we'll put them on our must listen to, yeah. must watch pages, so that way people can go. People go to these pages and they just go, okay, well these are all the shows. Yeah, this is it. This is all awesome. the great shows that you need to know about because we want everyone to get the right information rather than the junk that they are getting thrown out there. Even like I said, Fox. Fox is a disaster. This stuff that comes out of their mouths. They get paid all that money to lie to you and then and then leave out half the critical information. Okay, don't no 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 mass people. No mass. You got to go alternative media because you can get the truth right isn't that how this works because otherwise we're going to end up even further along and and more of a disaster than we already are and we got to get rid of those rhinos um how do people get involved is is there specific actions that they can do with the red pill project that you want them to to join because then you're, you're giving them information or is there anything in that like a take action item from that Absolutely. So one of the things that we're doing is we're going to start a tavern tour here in the next few months. We're going to be going around and we're going to be bringing 12 actionable items to people when we meet with them in their cities. And it's more of a town hall and kind of a question and answer and, and a collaboration platform. But it's going to be a tour that we're going to be doing. There's a lot of us podcasters are going to be joining in on that. And it's going to be about how to create community organization within your local community and reestablish communication with your neighbors, your friends, and your family, because that is really the heart of America. America is made up of the family core unit, the moral and ethical foundation of the family, of the neighbors, and of the local community. And if we can reestablish that, we can rebuild our states and we can rebuild our country. But it only happens if we reestablish communication. So our actionable items are is we're in, out there trying to bring about people to come together, to get together, to bring about a rebirth, a revival of America. Yeah, what a novel concept, you know what I mean? It's always going back to the basics and, and uh, uh, getting uh, getting people active because we weren't for so long. That's why we are in the mess we were in. We, you know, we, we thought people that were supposed to be in charge were supposed to do what they were going to do. They didn't. They made things worse, and now we've got to spend our time getting involved and cleaning up the mess, even though we kind of should have been doing it all along. But coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? But it doesn't matter. We, we're yep. changing gears now, and we're getting involved. So, you know, don't – don't uh, beat yourself up when you're down and don't uh, kick, uh, you know, you don't kick somebody when they're down, but uh, just start now. That's you know, like think of it. Today is the day. Uh, today is the day I'm going to actually get engaged and, I, I, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually do it this time as opposed to just saying it. So where do you, what websites do you want them to go to, Joshua? Well, the best way to find us, Michelle, is redpills.tv. That's the URL, R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S. Dot TV. That leads you to our private social networking we have, the socialredpill.com. That leads you to all of our streams, all of our podcasts. As well, the best other place to find us is on Telegram, and that's at redpillstv, R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S-T-V. 
And then uh, anything else real quick that you want to share with anyone that we, we didn't cover in an upcoming event or anything like that? Uh, well, you know what? Just thank you for everything that you're doing. You're amazing, and you're much appreciated. And, uh, you know, for the audience, is thank you for supporting alternative media. You guys are much appreciated, and you guys are what allow us all to keep on doing this fighting the good fight. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and we're all going to – we're all sticking together here. And um, I'm, I'm going to send you the information about being a leader in our Save My Freedom movement, especially what we're – putting together right now uh, to make the uh, Arizona elected elite step up to the plate to decertify our electors for the 2020. We have that resolution and now we need to put pressure on them because we only have um, out of uh, 11 house members out of uh, 31 and we have three senators out of um, 16. Uh, I don't, uh, what? And those are all Republicans. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is when you have an R next to your name, it means you're a rhino and you need to prove to me you're not. So that's the new ideology, everybody. That's the new attitude. And an amazing, once you actually throw that at them, they're like, oh, well, 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 I'm not a rhino. Like, yeah, you are. Okay. So yeah, you are. Show me you're not. And not, you're not getting any of my money. And then, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get these guys out and let's get the ones that we can have a chance with. Uh, accountable. So thank you, Joshua, for everything that you're doing. And I look forward to you uh, joining us. And then um, uh, we'll we'll connect uh, off the air and get all this stuff rocking and rolling. And I'll, I'll get your show listed on our platform and all that fun stuff. Thanks much. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, my new friend, Joshua Reed, the Red Pill Project, Red Pill redpill.tv. So be sure to check that out. And we're going to add that on our um our platform on a must listen to page uh, and must watch pages and uh, bring him into the mix. All right. So it, uh, I'm not, Oh my God, Jeremy, I'm nine minutes, nine minutes in. Oh my gosh. Don't worry. I padded your segment, my friend, to make sure that we had the full time. All right. So let's do this. We are, we are ready to uh, go ahead. And it is time for Michelle's patriotic soapbox. There's four special guest joining me in Sitting Shotgun. So let's cue the music people and get this show on the road. This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. My special guest sitting shotgun with me in the Patriotic Soapbox is Jeremy Torres. He is an author, speaker, business advisor, coach, founder of Torres Pro Advisors, and host of the GoProCast show, which I was on. It's a great show. You're going to love this guy. He's been on the show a couple times, but I wanted to give him a longer segment because what comes out of his mouth is so amazing. And JT accelerates results by providing world-class coaching from real-world experience. He recently sold one of his companies, which he built from the ground up for eight figures, people, eight figures. You can't get more real than that. He's the man you want to listen to and learn from, right? He's not one of those coaches that took a course on how to coach. He's one of those people who's coaching and speaking because he's actually done it, right? 
So do you want to be, that's who you, those are the type of people that you want to engage with, learn from, and listen to. He's also an amazing and pretty cool guy. Audience, a big round of applause for a country loving, common sense cap wearing, center stage speaking, people inspiring, leadership coaching, podcast hosting, success spreading, business booming, a bad ass. Hello, Michelle. And your beautiful audience, and actually your beautiful guests. My gosh, what a panel today you've got. Nine. Nine of you guys, right? It's like, uh, whoa. I said, just bring them on. Just load them up today. But, I mean, everybody is, a ta- is an action taker. They're taking action. They're doing something. They're standing up. And it's, and it's not only just – it's not community. And it's not, it's not about, again, left or right. It's we have people doing something to take their business, take their personal lives, take their communities, and take control again, right? Because that's what it's all about. 2022, I said be the 2.0 version of YOU. Do it now. What else do, we, what else do you have to do but be the best version of yourself in your personal life and in your business and your community? Right, Jeremy? Exactly. And that's exactly what we do here is we work with people to make them understand that their business is a reflection of their personal selves. And that's for, that goes for every single person in the organization. So I spend a lot of time and a lot of money actually on hiring the best coaches for myself so that I can then turn that information around and disseminate that to my clients because business like time doesn't stop and and everything our country's changing our community's changing our our senses seem like they keep changing and so we need to change with this with the times doesn't mean we give in to the bad stuff though there is a lot of good change happening the way we look at employees the way we look at um our clients and what we do for our customers and how we cultivate uh culture is changing and it can change for the better because people are feeling more uh, they feel like they're more accountable. If you give them the opportunity that, uh, that the, they own their, their position, they own their actions and decisions, and giving them that power to do so is very much what we do want to encourage because that grows leaders, and that's what you want. You want an organization full of leaders because that will change the, co- the country when the employees are all feeling accountable and they feel responsible for their success and their growth within a company they go home happy. They go home energized. And then that spills out into the community, into their family. Well, and, and as we know, we've lived through such a bizarre, bizarro world and chaos over the past two years. And you've got people that were leaving their biz, their companies in droves to go, you know, bigger and better deal. I don't, I don't, I don't blame anybody. Mm-hmm. And some people... But so you want to be able to, um, you know, it, it's changed. The attitude and ideology of the employee is totally different than it was in 2019. And it's not going to go back, right? So as an employer, even if it's a small business guy who's got maybe one or two people, it doesn't even have to be a big corporation, right? That's a whole different behemoth when you're talking about that, that kind of environment. Um, but even if it's somebody on the, on the small side, you, you, you you've got to, you're going to have to kind of reposition how you are communicating and talking and handling and engaging and all that. It's it's not your, it's not your parents' small business world when it comes to the HR department anymore. I mean, God, I hate change, Jeremy, you know that, but it's just, (laughs) it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> change is good. We need change. Kids are, business, even 2019, 2009, 1999, it stunk. 
I was a worker for many, many years, for 30 years, as a matter of fact, even though I was a business owner for some of those years, I still was uh, a member of the community. I still had partners who were above me, and uh, I was a minority owner of the last company that I worked with for many years. And so I was still part of the machine. I was still a cog. But the cog gives, um, these days, more importance is put on the individual. If you are growing your business the right way, giving, and, and I'm telling you, in the smaller business, this is even more important in, in the behemoth of businesses, which uh, that has its own challenges, and we have the, the strengths and the people to help with those. But for the small businesses, it's even more important to give your people leadership roles, even if at the lowest levels of the organization, the person, uh, the entry-level receptionist. They have to have a feeling of accountability and in, in le- being a leader, making some decisions, because when you aren't there, your business needs to run. This is how we leave a legacy in this country. We don't leave a legacy hardly any other way. No matter how much money you make, you're not going to leave a legacy just by having a lot of money. Most likely you're going to corrupt your kids because you're going to give a lot more money to your kids without teaching them the lessons that they need to learn. And that's a big mistake that we, that a lot of people make, not we, because I didn't have money until very recently. And, uh, uh, so my kids went Christmases with no gifts, uh, right? telling me to pick one between the two of you boys because that's all I can afford, um, and, that, and that was a maybe. So, uh, But we've been through the, the struggle, and now we see the right way to do it. And every business I've built or had a part of building since we've started taking on this identity of a leadership building, accountability, has just gone crazy haywire and everyone that I left, I leave a department, I leave a, a division, I leave the company. When we sold it, that company still runs. Uh, I'm still kind of part of it for, until April 1st because that's how it is when you sell businesses. You pretty much stick around. And I was quite uh, happy that they don't very rarely call me because that means I did a great job at making people decision makers and they're making the right decisions and it's growing and have done more revenue since I left than the years that I was there. And that's something I'm very proud of. But uh, the small businesses, when you leave a legacy, which is the, the people that you touch every day, eight, nine, ten hours a day, and the business that you're building that could go on without you in the future, that is truly the only legacy that we have to lead, leave. And so we need to do it the right way. Now, you hit on a couple things here. One, you just said that you're, you're, you're there eight, nine, ten hours a day. Okay, so the place that people spend really most of their time is working or at work. So from an employer standpoint, or even from the employee, you want this to be an environment where you're feeling included. You're a part of the team. And again, you said you wanted to give, uh, you're encouraging them to, or the employers to give the employees some leadership roles and responsibilities, because when people feel that they're part of something, it changes the way that they interact. It changes the way that because you want your, your employees to be spokespersons for you out in the real world with their family, their friends, their contacts, and saying right. great things about your business or great things about the boss because who, who better to get a testimony from that somebody works there to help pitch, sell your products and services, right? And I think that one of the, one of the things that really attracted to me, one, one of the many things that attracted me to you as a business advisor, business coach, and speaker is your your approach is very different from and I have a lot of people that have come on this show right we've had 335 partners 791 live segments in 14 months that's a lot of content right a lot of business people come on right but your your approach is very unique and different 
Uh, and you kind of just outlined some of it right there where you're encouraging kind of that team oriented uh, team collaboration, but yet from the receptionist to maybe the manager, but that's more what, what's important, especially when it's a small group of people that you want them to all be uh, feeling that they're on the same page. And just because somebody's at the front doesn't mean that they can't be included. I'm, I'm not saying an executive decision kind of thing, but right, have no, them be no, part no. of it. But, but you know, that's right. not, not, a lot of people don't talk about that. A lot of people don't talk about that, but it, that's what you encourage and teach. Right. And, and, uh, and mandate, I, I fired companies because they, they aren't taking my advice. And if they're not going to take my advice, then I won't work with them because then it makes me look bad. If they don't get, meet the goals that we set when we, we met and we identified some things that were in their company that uh, I personally have failed doing. So I now do them this way and I have succeeded. Well, we can't do it that way because of A, B, and C. Okay, then we're not a fit. Right. And I'm not a fit for mm-hmm. everybody. No, not everyone's a fit for me. But the easiest way from the receptionist to the janitor to the person answering this, you know, the sales calls incoming outgoing to the person who's uh, doing marketing, HR department, the easiest way to make them feel accountable and responsible and included is asking them their opinions. It's as simple as that. You're not make, letting them make executive decisions. You're not letting uh, somebody just uh, subvert to policy to, uh, you know, work with customers in a way that uh, would hurt the business by giving them deals that would actually lose money for the business, but you're asking them for their input. They're asking them what doesn't work for you. Uh, Can you change your script? Can you uh, let them uh, talk about the bonuses and and the benefits and the, the, uh, the things that work for them the way they see it because they use the project product and they believe in the company. Yes. Everyone has a different perspective and it works for them. And the one thing that sells more than anything is honesty and energy. And you're, you're providing, you're just, you're, when you, when you're telling somebody, uh, and listening to them, uh, of what they think about things. And when they're on the, cus- the phones with the customers and the clients, they tend then to do what? To listen to the client and feel out mm-hmm. what do they want, what's important to them, and, f- and then give them what's important because now they know the whole menu because you're seeing the company's mission and the values every single day. They all know it. We're all singing from the same sheet. And so they are able then to make the client feel like they are being served because the employee is being served by management and management is being served by the executive team. And the other point that I wanted to bring up that I know you is critical and kind of your assessment and, and how you interact with clients and especially their employees is that personality test. Yeah. And I don't remember the name off the top of my head. You're going to tell me um, that people take because it was fascinating when you were explaining it to me, it, it's, a, it's an incredible way to not necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. So if you know that this is the person's way of doing work or the way that they think or the way that they act or the right role for them, you can place them where they need to be and make adjustments accordingly rather than putting somebody into a position or role that really doesn't match them and then putting you know, that square peg in a round hole rather than actually uh, not uh, swimming upstream and making it so much easier for everybody. And then everybody's happy and everybody wins. And um, again, this is something that I haven't heard anybody else mention, and it really is an incredible tool that um, uh, that you've implemented into in all of the training. And do you want to talk about that for a few minutes? I think it's it's sure. amazing. I, I haven't taken mine yes, yet, it, people. 
because I, I just like <laughs> literally, if anyone's seen literally what's gone on here since the year started, you'd be like, wow, that office is a disaster. Um, because it's just like, don't light a match in here, peeps. Don't light a match in my office. Um, but but I'm gonna share with everybody. The <laughs> you're not gonna get a boyfriend if, if you're not gonna get a boyfriend if he's talking about telling people not to light matches around you because <laughs> connotatively that's not a good look, Michelle. But no, it's not. I, 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 I gotta I gotta I gotta change that up. It's it's uh, I, I gotta change up some of my terminology. You know, I listened to uh, yes. uh, some of the Bob Proctor. He was they were doing a little special and I listened to it yesterday and I'm writing notes. You know, because you're Gosh. supposed to. You know, you know, it's how you, what you think and what you say and all that. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm blowing this. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, we're friends. You, you know, we're truly <laughs> friends. And I'm going to I'm going to let the audience in on a little secret. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're friends when the universe the universe knows. Uh, they just know or the universe knows. And so yesterday, just yesterday, Michelle, I posted something on LinkedIn and in, 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 uh, Facebook from Bob Proctor, who guess what? I've never heard of before yesterday. Me, Mr. Motivational Speaker. I know uh-huh. Zig Ziglar and, you know, Bob Berg and all these guys. I never heard of this guy Proctor. And yesterday I, I came across him on TikTok, believe it or not. He says, you're not being paid. Uh, you are, you won't be paid for uh, what you do. You'll never be paid for what you for what you do if you don't do then more more than you're being paid for. In other words, you have to give more, right, without the expectation of it being returned. Then the universe will then return more than you will ever need. Right? Giving is one of the laws of the universe, and mm-hmm. uh, you've got to willingly give graciously, and then you will receive, um, to you know, beyond your where your wildest dreams, basically. And, and, I'm going off of memory, but uh, it, it struck me because that's exactly what I preach. It's the, it's the universal law of giving. It's Bob Berg, the go-giver, Mr. Go-Giver himself. I had him on the show. He's actually kind of a friend. Uh, he's, it's in my Florida Speakers Association. Uh, definitely an influence, but, you know, Bob Proctor, I posted him yesterday. Now, today you're talking about him. So that's, that's we're in syncopato. You know what I mean? We're, we're, our waves are definitely going along the same lines. But to get back to your point. Well, let me let me let me add to your Bob Proctor because I want to share with you the Bob Proctor because it's interesting that you of all people have never heard of him. He just he mm-hmm. he, he died last week. That's why you're starting to see some Bob Proctor stuff. Wow. Eighty-seven. Yeah, that's so that's why mm. that's popped up. I, and I popped him into the newsletter yesterday that I sent out. Um, but his big thing is the law of attraction, right? So when the, you remember the movie The Secret when that first came out in 2006, everybody was. Sure. You know, okay, he was one of the big players in The Secret, which was the first time that I had heard any of that stuff, like the law of attraction. Mm. And he's big into gratitude. He says that's what it's all based on the law. And he's up to love the law of vibration. And it's gratitude. And when you start your day and you give gratitude throughout the day, that's what you're talking about now. That's how these things kind of just keep compounding and growing. Um, And then... um, so Bob Proctor was the first person that I stepped into to find out about this alternative world, right? It's amazing what goes on, mm. what's out there when you open your eyes and you open your ears. And in 2004, which was before The Secret, I interviewed him on my Real Talk radio show on NBC 1190. So I got a mm. chance to interview the guy. Yeah. So, um, and it was, uh, I mean, it, but that, that was just when he was the author or he was, Think and Grow Rich and a couple of, you know, many other books and, and one of the leaders in the personal empowerment, personal motivation fields, because he'd been doing it since like the 60s. I think it was 50s or 60s. <laughs> 
but it was before the secret. So, uh, and he, uh, wow. so yeah. anyway, that's uh, uh, full circle, Bob Proctor. So uh, I encourage people to go check out even some of his old uh, videos and things like that. They're not that old, but um, they have a, their Proctor Gallagher <laughs> Institute is here in Scottsdale. So he used to live in Scottsdale and in Toronto. So that's just a, a little bit of, of uh, a little bit of background about the Bob Proctor so um, anyway, go ahead and put the, where, you, where you're going with that. So when you throw something like that at it, of course, I got a story. It's, so well, it's, it's awesome. Share. You know, we go to Marcus Aurelius and, and you know, the philosophy and the stoicism, and it's, it's all related. All this stuff is out there for you. But um, to, to kind of bring it all back full circle, because I think it all is included, but uh, it's about, uh, you know, the platinum rule. At the end of the day, everybody that you touch has a way that they like to be talked to has a way that they like to be treated, has a behavior system that they are accustomed to uh, living, okay? And uh, we all have two kinds of behavior systems. We have a natural behavior system, the one that, that you have at home and among your friends, and then you have an adaptive behavior system, the one that you put on when you shut your door walking out uh, from the car to the parking lot into your business, and you put on that adaptive suit, especially if uh, we're talking about words, which I call your superpower. Everybody's got a superpower and their your words. So the closer that you act in your natural state, your natural behavior, traits, and, and, and style at work, so you know your adaptive style, the closer it is to your natural system is a, a sign that you'll be happy because you're not putting on airs. You're not trying to watch every word. You're not acting like something that you aren't. And you'd be surprised how many people – Take this DISC assessment, the D-I-C, uh, D-I-S-C assessment, which stands for dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance, and it tells you kind of basically four different characteristics, um, and then it goes into 12 driving forces, which is your motivations, what motivates you, which are wise, and then we go into uh, something called EQ, which is emotional quotient, something like IQ. It's the opposite of IQ. It has to do with your emotions instead of your intelligence. We assess all of this, and then we make suggestions to put people in the right place doing the right kind of jobs that they would be happy doing because you have a person who is doing a job that's failing because they they're not suited for that job they they're, they're, they get bored easily or or they uh they love they crave change or maybe they're, they're in a job where they get a lot of change but guess what they don't like you know a lot of chaos they want the same thing over and over and so you move people around put them in the right positions cross train people but more importantly than that is you, you tell each other in the, in the work functions how each other like to be spoken to because I am a very high D. I like to be, uh, when you come and ask me for something, I don't want to know how your mom and them are. I want to know what you want. And I only even need to be told once. And then I want you to leave me alone and let me do an excellent, amazing, blow your doors off job. But some people, when you want something from them, like when you ask them, how's your mom and them? Oh, really? How's it, you know, how's your, how's your family doing? How is that little hobby that you were doing? You know, is it taking off? Is your garden growing any tomatoes? They love it. And then when you say, Hey, guess what I need? I need this. Can you help me with this? And the way you ask it again, if the person is very data driven and you go, here's, here's all the statistics that I need. Uh, they love that. And they're going to take it and they're going to want to blow your doors off and do it an absolutely amazing mind blowing job for you. But uh, when, when I go to them and asking them like they're me, I don't, I just walk up to him and go, Hey, here's this thing I need. I need this by Tuesday. And, uh, you sure you got it right? Boom. Bye. 
Well, they don't got it because they don't, I didn't give them any statistics. I didn't try to do any small talk with them so they don't feel engaged. They need to know, well, how does it look and what color do you want and what palette and what size and, you know, what they need to know all the specifics. Well, I don't need that, but they do. So if I would give them that, then they're going to do a better job and I'm going to set them up for success. And guess what? They're going to make me look good. And I'm going to be looking good for my boss and so on and so forth. So we teach people about the platinum rule. And uh, that's kind of the whole basis. Now that is when I go into a company, it's like the whole shakedown, right? Put them through the sifter, make, put all the pieces in the right spots. Conflict and uh, resolution, big part of that. So I have uh, somebody who is a specialist in conflict resolution, helps me out with that. Then for hiring. Now this is the key. You got what you got. Sometimes you can't change it overnight, but you can definitely change the way you do business going forward. And that all starts with hiring practices, not best practices, but better practices, practices that fit your business. Then onboarding practices, and that will turn out to be better retainage, which will give you the positive culture that you need. Culture is a result of hiring practices, onboarding techniques, and training people with the platinum rule period. It is that simple. We're all making this very tough. It's very simple. It's very easy. And it doesn't take a lot of time to do this either because people get excited when you, when they hear these kind of changes are coming, as long as the top down believe in it. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta kind of step up to the leadership role, right. And practice what you preach. But you know, um, I, even and I'm thinking too. So let's just say a lot of small business owners, they some either you know, you're outsourcing stuff nowadays, right? Because you you got a virtual assistant here, or you're doing the social media companies out how out, out of house because maybe you're not doing as many employees, but you still have to do the same thing with these people that you're outsourcing to, right? Because you want you you want them to be part of the team too, right? Isn't, isn't shouldn't you be using that same ideology and attitude, if, even if they're not a direct employee, it, because maybe there's a lot of people that say, well, I have all virtual assistants. Well, but still you should have well, if so somebody has all virtual assistants, right? I mean, I have some VI, I have some virtual assistants and I don't, it, a lot of them are overseas and there's a, if there's a language barrier, then it's hard to, to convey. You're not giving these people disc assessments because most of these virtual comp are going through companies that you, you're contracted with and they kind of assign people to you and you're, they're not going to let their, their people do a disc assessment to find out which one works best with you. Um, so I don't know that if you have a virtual assistant that you would necessarily apply all of these. Now I would say that, um, Setting the expectations up front with the company that you hire, with your virtual assistants, and, and all of those people, you're just kind of giving the, the minutia work to. Yeah, and if people who are virtual assistants are answering your phones, that's a mistake. They're not going to treat your clients the way you need them to be treated. So I would reassess who is uh, talking to your frontline customers. Now, I would say other than virtual assistants, now your distributors, your affiliates, your contractors, um, your, your distribution centers, those people, definitely you could put this in place too. Now, are they going to take a disc assessment? No. But once you start doing this disc assessment for your people and you start understanding how people like to be treated and you understand with the way they talk and the way they dress and the way they act and the way they look, their, the, the way they carry their notes, in fact, uh, the little signs, over time, you're going to be able to meet your clients, you're going to be able to talk to your distributors and your affiliates and just kind of tell, are they a high S or a low C? And then you could treat them the way they want to be treated just based on that little evidence, that factoid. And that 
going to make your relationship stronger, get you better deals, get you better pricing, get you better uh, priorities because they're going to know you like you, trust you, and treat you a little different than the other people who treat them just like an AI, for example. So I would say in that case, you'd want to put kind of move that spotlight over to affiliates, distributors, uh, you know, contractors. And again, that also goes to your clients because you're going to be able to tell by the way they talk what kind of person they are most likely and you're going to be able to talk to them just a little bit different, stand out a little bit more, and be more liked, trusted, and, and, and you're going to do more business with them when that happens automatically. It's a given. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the conversation where the owner or even the employees, they're changing their, their, their kind of their thought process, their ideology a little bit because it's more um, uh, you're, you're asking their opinions. You want it and get and and so you can have a better conversation. So you can get both sides can have a it could be a win win win. Like you said, there's a different yeah. way to go bed and go ahead and talk to certain people because they need you need you need a little small talk first. Then all of a sudden, when you ask them for something, they bend over backwards. But if you would have went the other they, way, they it would have been a roadblock. <laughs> so you mean it's it is just you know the world is different. People are different, and it's just you, you know if you want to. You want to be a little bit more successful, right? You want to make things a little bit easier. You got to shift the way that you're doing things and everything that you that you are teaching people, um, whether or not they're they're doing the test portion. It's even the other information that, that people are getting from your podcast and from, I think you even have some of the other materials that you that you give out to people. Um, all of that information kind of gets you in that mode where you're like, yeah, if I just actually ask somebody's opinion, which I can't even believe I'd never even thought of. <laughs> so novel. Look at what changed. <laughs> right? right. It comes down to, uh, we, we teach four guiding principles, which is number one, build your brand by building personal relationships. That goes, that's, that's number right. one for your, for your social uh, podcast, for your social media, for talking to your employees, for talking to your, your gardener, you know, your, your landscape guy. Um, build that personal relationship and your brand is your, the advertisement of yourself. And again, the company is yourself. It's made up of the people. So if you get personal with these people, then they're going to understand your mission, your values, your principles, and they're going to reflect it. Examine your whys. The second one, examine your whys to develop your drive. Again, your motivators, your 12 driving core motivators um, is going to be what's instrumental in building drive because motivation, as Zig Ziglar said, is like a bath. It's great, but you need it daily. It's temporary. But when you have drive, nothing can stop you. And the only way you get drives by understanding your whys. So we build that, we break that why down five times. Why, why, why? It's like the kid from Macaulay Culkin, right? Uh, from, from Uncle Buck. Why? Right? That's, how many, what's your, what's your record? You know, 78. I'm a kid. That's my job. All right. I'm a leader. That's my job. I asked the whys to develop the drive. All right. right. Uh, and then number three, changing your mindset from reactive to proactive, very simple stuff, but, uh, Critical in being uh, successful is just changing the words from reactive to proactive. Very big differences, huge changes. Number four, act at the speed of instruction. Get rid of that proactive mindset. Start doing things. Do the hard stuff first. Be uncomfortable. It's necessary for growth to grow. And the uncomfortableness, do epic stuff. And that's the only way to do it is by being uncomfortable. And that's acting at the speed of instruction. That's what we call it around here. 
Now, that literally, this minute and a half, probably uh, I would suggest, not probably, I suggest people listen to that. Maybe uh, take it out and start your day with that every day. You just kind of just summed up uh, a how-to, become the 2.0 version of YOU in 2022, Jeremy. Um, you want to give your website, plug the podcast, and uh, anything else that you need to plug where you want people to go to find sure. you and how to be your, your new best friend? Well, my last name is kind of tricky. It's Torres. It sounds like Torres, like the Latina Torres, but it's not. It's too risk. Like I take a risk, too risk, and my blood type is B positive. So that's why I get in over my head sometimes because I definitely like a risk. In fact, uh, the, the podcast is called the Go Procast because I like the proactive mindset. However, the new podcast is going to be called the Risk Factor with Jeremy Torres. And uh, that's going to deal with the business elements and engagement, but also some mental health elements coming into effect uh, and to our businesses all the time, how to hire people with differing abilities and how to deal with uh, postpartum and then, uh, you know, just just all sorts of spectrum of mental health in your business because we all have it. Uh, My speech is called Harness Your Superpower, Seven Core Questions to Develop uh, Positive Profound Transformation. And um, the harness is an an acronym, basically, for happy, aware relationships, new ideas, examining, serving, and speed. And uh, catch me on a stage near you. Bring me in to talk to your group, and uh, I will wow them and inspire them. I'll make them laugh and make them cry and make them laugh again. And I'll give you all a hug afterwards. (laughs) You're the best. Yeah, Jeremy Torresk. And I love the fact (laughs) that the, the new show is The Risk factor i'm telling you guys tune into his show he's got two the new ones coming out the one that he had go check out the website and um of course he, he's a valued partner on our platform and he'll be back next month so thank you so yes, much yes i Jeremy. will dot com. <laughs> and i'm going to add him to that special new website oh what page on the website that we're doing for the the kick-ass small business owners and uh, uh, entrepreneurs Still in the works, Pete. It takes a while to do these changes with websites, believe it or not. You just don't go, hey, do this, and all of a sudden, magically, it goes up. It does, in, in, the, in the website world, they don't, they, they're like snails, but it, it, it is what it is. Um, Jeremy, thank you so much. Have a great week, and happy Valentine's Day, my friend. You too, my love, and all your all listeners, right. too. Thank you. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Oh, what a great guy. I'm telling you, that is just, he's going to get the information that this man has about business and experience. That's the kind of coach, that's the kind of consultant, the advisor that you want to hire and you just want to listen to. Even if you're an employee, right? It doesn't have to be the business owner. There's just different ways because then you can understand your employer. You can can understand your coworkers and that's what it's all about. Again, it's repositioning your reality in everything, in your personal life, in your business life, and in your community. Take Action BLT, and it will make a huge difference, right? Because we already know that we've been lied to for decades on everything that we see on TV, right, on the, on the television, and then from these elected elites, but even in our business worlds. We just discussed for a half an hour about some great, in, in great ways to do, uh, re, redo relationships, right, have conversations but not like stupid conversations. Don't like these, 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 uh, what are they? Uh, diversity, inclusion, equity, and whatever else. They about. Not those conversations. I mean, real ones. Like we are asking somebody's opinion about something and you can uh, go ahead and, and really develop an incredible working environment 
for everybody. And again, it's a win-win. All right, so it's uh, 142. I'm going to bring on Rebecca Clark. But before I do that, again, just a reminder, tune in this Friday from 1... Well, I'll give the mountain time because I'm in mountain time. That's right here. We're in Arizona from 11 to 1 mountain time. I am guest hosting for Dr. Alan Keyes over on Brighteon.tv. That's Let's Talk America. The full two hours, we're going to do live interviews from the speakers of the Reawaken event that is in Ohio. That's Clay Clark's Reawaken America event in Ohio. We're going to be coming to you live from the event, behind the scenes, interviewing the uh, speakers. And Brighton.tv is also going to be uh, broadcasting the event live on their uh, event streaming channels. Uh, you'll see that on Brighton.tv. So tune in then. And then, of course, tune in to my show that night at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Andrew Krapischutz, who is the CEO of Red Balloon, the uh, no-jab job website. So you can find a job and then you can also post in the marketplace for your business your products and services. And if you tell them that we sent you, you're part of our community, he'll waive the $25 a month fee. And then um, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen and their new book, well, it's been out for a year, year and a half, is Ask and Mark, the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. So anytime that you can get those two to come on, that would be, you just want to tune in. And that is Friday this Friday the 18th at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. That is our take action menu. Every possible resource that you could imagine that's attached to our website and then some is listed there. So go check that out. And that has the links to listen live to the show, to the, uh, the Brighton TV show live, and then also the past episodes that we did. And I did an incredible episode on Friday with Karen Kingston. And that should be, I'll add that as soon as it gets posted on Brighton. TV. You can always find that stuff on brighton.com. It's all connected. Really, just go to the uh, go to the website, everythinghomeaboutus.com. And on there, in the Take Action menu, I list when there's virtual events and live events. And the I haven't done it yet, but I will do it later today. And the most recent one that we're going to be promoting, obviously the Reawaken Tour, is the one that Rebecca Clark is um, going to tell you about now. She is, and that's in uh, Dallas, Texas, right? So uh, any of these great freedom events. So we're going to have that link on there. So you can easily find it, right? And you can go virtually or you can go in person. So my next guest is Rebecca Clark. She's a grassroots advocate, geophysicist, like a geophysicist. That's like a smart person, rancher and spokesperson for Life 2022 Living in Freedom Conference, a Living in Freedom Experience Conference and Expo. It's February 24th to the 26th in Dallas, Texas, and features world-renowned speakers in the four biggest lanes of personal choice, liberty, and freedoms, influence and political, marketplace and privacy, health and medical, and of course, the workplace. The Expo showcases the kindred <laughs> spirit, freedom-forward businesses and organizations, all of our peeps, people that are on our platform, our um, patriotic purpose-driven resource platform, everything else. Join in person or by live stream, and you'll walk away with tactical steps to take action. Tickets can be purchased at life22dallas.com. I'm going to add that to our take action menu so you can easily find it. Audience, big round of applause for God and country loving, freedom and faith spreading, people gathering, grassroots growing, passionate patriot, and lady who loves liberty. (laughs) 
Rebecca, thank you, welcome. Thank you. How are you today? <laughs> thank you for I'm I'm great, Michelle. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that wonderful round of applause. Well, you deserve it. You got a lot going on. You're out there spreading freedom, right? We're trying to turn this country around, and um, right. you know, it's 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 gotten to the point where moving forward, you're going to have two different worlds, where it's almost going to be two countries underneath the same country, and we'll see how long that's actually going to last. Um, just kind of depends on the people that are in charge right now and kind of what nefarious things that they're going to be doing next. But you have two different worlds. You have two different sets of ideologies, and the two aren't going to ever connect. It's just not, right? Because you've got your freedom people, and you've got your people that are COVID slaves, and they have no problem giving up their freedoms and think that, uh, you know, living under a uh, Nazi regime is awesome. And the two, (laughs) you know, the twain shall never meet, right? And that's why it's important to bring... The people that are uh, on the freedom side in all those different categories that I just mentioned, it's important that we bring them together and let them know that there's more. And this is where you go to uh, learn. This is where you go to uh, buy your products and services because uh, you want to work with like-minded people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those are two, freedom and slavery are two diametrically <laughs> opposed ends um, of the spectrum. And so, you know, we feel like the key to to freedom, to unlocking freedom is, you know, for, for knowledge, everybody needs to know what freedoms they have. I mean, some people don't are, you know, they aren't aware of their, um, the freedoms that they are afforded or <clears throat> that they don't have to um, submit to, to these things that are being forced on them. So if we can, you know, combine the knowledge with the action steps that you mentioned, you know, that everybody, whether you are in person, which we would love, but if you're even watching online, you know, live streaming or watching it, you know, you get to watch it for several months after the event, um, you still get the that downloadable content that you can have in your hands. So, you know, when you, oftentimes when you hear a talk or, you, you know, you get the information, then you go home and you kind of can't recall everything you heard or what do I do? And it's going to be there. You're going to have those things to reference. And so when people have knowledge, then they have something in their hands and they've been around other people or even knowing, you know, I'm one of thousands or tens of thousands that are watching online and I'm not the only one you get it. It's encouraging. And then people will say, Hey, you know, I don't have to put up with this. I don't have to submit. I can, I can advocate for myself. I can advocate for my family, for my loved ones. I can teach others how to do it for themselves, you know. So it's a, like a force multiplier, um, and that's that's our hope with this. So, yeah, you, you summarized it pretty well, I would say. Uh, thank you. I will take that as a compliment. Uh, and so tell me, <laughs> geophysicist and rancher, like like what what's a geophysicist? Like I'm assuming it's, it's something with the dirt. What is that? Okay. That's, I didn't look that's, it up. No, that's, it's oil and gas exploration is what I did. So geophysicist is, um, I oh, mean, in yeah. a nutshell, it's break, basically you just find, find the oil and the gas and tell the engineers where to drill. <laughs> so it's kind of big <laughs> here in Texas, you know. Yeah, kind of big. Kind of, kind of uh, uh, the opposite of the uh, Joe Biden Nazi regime, but uh, you know we're yeah, at uh, right. ninety mm-hmm. nine. Friday you know, was ninety three. Right? Yeah, it's not. It's not ninety three dollars a barrel. <laughs> I think on Friday. I didn't look today mm-hmm. because unless it pops up, it just at this point, what does it matter? Um, I mean, because, it's hovering right around a hundred, pretty much. So 
crazy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. Uh, totally unnecessary because it's amazing. When it gets down to be so low, it makes you realize that it can be low. There's no reason it can't be mm-hmm. low, right? So it's like that, right. uh, the cat's out of the bag, meow, and we that's now right. know, mm-hmm. right? Yet more of a scam to, um, you know, un- unleash, unleash the drilling, boys, and that's just not going to happen. So you've got... Um, got uh what three more years of uh, high gas prices only going up because you can give your opinion on this but it's rare that it would go down why because they know people need they need it so right they don't have to that's the the problem even with food right Mm -hmm. the restrictive nature drives the prices up it's not going to go down it's things are going to get you know tighter so i mean that's why these kind of things are important because we start getting the synergy behind this. Uh, we push back against this tyranny, essentially. Um, it's a force to, you know, have to be reckoned with. And that feckless old man is going to have to do an about face, I hope, at some point in time and have a, what do you call a come to Jesus moment or something. I don't know. He needs something. Um, and we're, we're hoping to, you know, equip and motivate and activate people to, to get this thing um, going. Um, so you mentioned some of the, did you mention any of the speakers? I didn't think I hear, I was going to mention no, some I, of our. I was going to let you do that. I was going to let you do that. And then I was okay. going to chime in when needed. So why don't you start rattling okay. off some of those? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So, well, we've got Dr. Robert Malone. I don't know. Some of y'all may have heard of him. Um, and uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. We have, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming. Chad Prather is running for Texas governor. Um, we have, so uh, we have, those are the, um, um, Your headliners. you know, people, yeah. everybody knows them. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's not just, and I want to be clear on this. You know, it's not a political event. This is not a political come here. Somebody's, uh, political spiel um it's these people any of the people that are political um uh, public office holders or those who are running for public office they're there to tell you how if you want to do what they're doing if you like take for instance chad prather he's running for governor he's total grassroots i mean he's driving all over texas which is pretty big as you know i mean he he's going to talk about the things that he's doing and how he got involved and same with um, Congressman Green, she'll be doing talking to you if you want to be on the federal level. Here's here's some steps you could take. Here's how you start to get involved. Um, Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough, we have. Um, they're going to obviously talk about um, how you can advocate for your medical freedoms. And we, um, if you heard of Dr. Mary Bowden, she is a um, ENT doctor here in Houston, and she lost her privileges at Methodist Hospital, and they mm-hmm. pulled them from her because she was treating patients according to their symptoms. I mean, I know that's a crazy idea, but I can't do that. now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah no, just Frowned everybody upon. gets rendezvous and a uh, uh, ventilator. So um, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. decided, you know what, I'm not going to be like little baby Castro up in Canada and curl up in a fetal position and have a struggle <laughs> session with my blankie. I'm going to go and start my own clinic. So goodbye Methodist. I don't need big medical. Don't need big pharma. She started her own clinic, Breathe MD, where she's had great success. I mean, you know, treating COVID patients and saving them with therapeutics. I mean, some really sick people have come to her, and she's been very successful in that. And she's showing you one other other ways that you can 
treat yourself if you have COVID or your loved ones do, but also she's showing you, you don't have to kowtow to these corporations. You can, you can be independent. You can go, you know, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility for any. She's just a human, just like everybody else. So Mm -hmm. uh, we have good old Dan Schultz, who's an Arizona Republican Party precinct committeeman. I'm sure you know him. He's also been on the show numerous times. Yes. And he's going to come talk about how you get involved at the precinct level. He's, you know, he's in the trenches. He knows how this thing works. He knows the pitfalls and how to have success. And we thought it was important for him to be there. We have um, Kevin Freeman has a weekly broadcast called Economic War Room. So from the economic side of things, he, his purpose is to help people be financially literate because let's be honest, they want us to be financially illiterate. They would prefer us not to know anything about how that mm-hmm. works. Um, and he teaches them how to how it teaches people how to respond to threats on their on their economics, their personal economic freedoms. He calls it financial terrorism. So how do we protect ourselves? What are our freedoms? How do we protect them? We've got him coming. Um, Liberty First Institute. Uh, we have Lathan Watts and Keisha Russell. They're attorneys. They're going to talk about legal rights protections. Uh, how do you advocate that way? And they're doing a ton of work on behalf of people. They're so busy right now um, helping people fight their legal battles. So they're going to talk about that aspect. We have um, a group, Jonathan McCullough, who's with Urban Conservatives of America. He's one of the co-founders and he has a a great burden for black America because he's really ticked off about how they've been lied to. And he's very passionate about setting the misinformed free from the the brain hold of, of this misinformation that everybody's a victim and, and that, and so he he teaches people American history, civic responsibility, economic prosperity, and he's going to talk about how you can fight back on that narrative in your own community. Um, we have react19.org. So there's a several people from that. That's an organization that was set up. Uh, Brianna Dressen is one of the. She was an AstraZeneca injured. Uh, it has changed her life, and she has seen tens of thousands of people with the same thing. And so she started this organization. She's uh, testified with Senator Ron Johnson on some panels before up in D.C. In fact, she was just there recently with the rally. Uh, and she and Ernest Ramirez, who lost his, his son, he got his son the Pfizer shot, thought he was protecting mm-hmm. him, you know, thought he was doing the right thing. His 16-year-old son yeah. that he raised from birth by himself, alone, raised his son. It was just he and his son dropped dead five days after he got his Pfizer shot. Um, heartbreaking stories, but a very strong man who refuses to let his son's death be in vain. He is warning everybody. Um, and Joel Walscog, the physician who was injured, and they're all going to be here to participate in the panel and, you know, just kind of make people aware and let them hear their stories. You know, a lot of this is about community and fellowship. You know, we're, we want people to understand you're not alone. You're not crazy. This is wrong. And so you see these people, get to hear other people's stories, and, and have a good time together at the same time while you're learning, and then you go home with these action items. And, and that's why if people can get there in person, of course, we'd love that. But at the same time, we'll be there in spirit with people who are watching online. You'll still, you'll still feel that. You'll still hear that as much as you can. Um, and I was going to also, there's a, Dr. Rick Scarborough, if you guys ever heard of him, and he has an organization called Recover America, and it's, he's, a, he's a pastor former pastor, I think, and um, an author and just a Christian activist who he's really encouraging people to live out their faith 
by running for public office if they feel led. Like a lot of, I think a lot of people feel like, well, I don't know if I should, that's kind of a corrupt area. I don't know about that. But that's where we need people of integrity. Yeah, that's how we, we clean house. Right. And so, you know, he talks about how to get involved in city council, school boards. They're very big on school boards out here helping win, put people in position and then advocate for them and campaign for them to win these school board positions. And that kind of goes along with Sam Sorbo and Kevin Sorbo. They're both going to be there. And Sam's real big on the education reform and um, how to get involved on that that level. Um, and then lastly, I want to talk about Joe Allen. He's on uh, Steve Bannon's war room a lot. And we really wanted him to be there. He is a fount of information. And it's, you know, it's all about the transhumanism, the artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, and kind of where technology's headed. And when you first hear, I remember when I first used to hear him talk, I thought, okay, that's a little out there. But it's not, though. You, it's happening. It's yeah. I mean, it's here. So he, yeah. he's talking about the, the red flags and how to protect yourself and your mind against that that garbage that they want you to be sucked into, like, you know, like addicted to. Well, it's, uh, in the, it's in the vaccine patents. It tells you all about that. And it's your phone. Your 5G mm-hmm. is another part of it. So mm-hmm. once you go ahead and get that bioweapon injected into your body, then that's when the transhumanism starts. So most people are like, wow, mm-hmm. kind of conspiracy. Actually, no. If you go ahead and listen to any of the shows that Karen Kingston's done, and again, if you go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, you can click mm-hmm. the Karen tab and you'll see it there. And then she's like, no, it's on page what, you know, here's, here's the page. It tells you exactly right. this is what they're, they're – it's right there. That's <laughs> right. Don't need to go in and do any theories, no opinions. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so um, I'm looking at the clock. It's 159. Uh, uh, yeah. Maureen's going to be popping in here real quick. So I want to make sure you give the website, oh, cool. um, the dates, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to add it to the virtual and um, live events page on the website and right. also then stick it on the Take Action menu so that way people can find it pretty easily. Yes, action, action, action. So it's life22dallas.com. Life22Dallas.com. All the information is there. Tickets there online in person. We also have a VIP dinner where Ted Nugent's going to be there. Uh, it's kind of like a faith-focused ministries uh, to talk about ending, you know, human trafficking, uh, poverty, addiction, and, and and it's pro-life kind of event with. So Ted Nugent will be there. Abby Johnson and uh, Brian Welch, formerly of Corn, who has now become a believer, and he he's telling his story. And we have a gold medal. Of honor recipient Gary Latrell that'll be there as well. So that's another thing that if you're in person, you can you can go to, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, and you get to be around like-minded people. So how awesome is that? So Rebecca, thank you for mm-hmm. coming on. And uh, we don't talk before then. Good luck at the event. I'm going to promote it. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Michelle. Yeah. Thanks for putting it on. Thanks for putting it on. Appreciate it. Thank you, Arizona. Thanks. Great talking to you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. See, another Texan is stepping up to the plate, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to add that and live22dallas.com. I'm going to add that to our take action menu uh, and also on the virtual and um, live events page on our website, everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. And it is uh, 201. I need to bring on my next guest. My next guest is kind of a big deal. I'm a big deal. Captain Maureen Bannon. She graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point. Smart cookie. In 2010 and commissioned in the United States Army. While at West Point, she helped guide the women's volleyball team to their first ever NCAA tournament appearance in 2009. So smart and athlete. In 2011, 
I'm calling her CMD because you know you got notorious MTG. We're giving it a new name. We're giving her a new name. The CMB deployed with the 326th Engineer Battalion to Balad, Iraq, in support of Operation New Dawn. In 2019, she got out of the Army, worked in logistics, and at the end of 2021, Captain Marie Bannon became the president and CEO of the War Room Girl Power. We are the people. Audience, big round of applause for a freedom and faith fighting, people protecting, country loving and serving, truth exposing, D.C. swamp slaying, masses motivating, posse promoting, America first, passionate patriot, VIP veteran, and media mogul. <laughs> Captain Bannon, welcome to the Everything Home Talk radio show podcast and patriotic purpose-driven resource platform. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, I just give you a little, I'll give the audience a little background. So I'm at Turning Point USA's event here in uh, December in Phoenix, Arizona. And the first famous person I see is Captain Bannon. And I was just like, oh my God, I, I, I don't want this opportunity to go by. So I was like, I'm like, Captain Bannon. <laughs> And then, then I was like, no, 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 I'm not like a crazy stalker. I just need you to get on my show. I need you to be on my show. I need you to be my friend. And you were cool enough to uh, <laughs> not report me to the uh, security. So thank you. <laughs> well, I greatly appreciated when you came up to me um, to say hello. And we, I enjoy talking. Well, and, and like I said, it's um, it was kind of a big deal for me because I was like, wait, that's well, that's Captain Bannon. Uh, whoa, uh, meet her on the show. So um, why don't you tell uh, everybody a little bit about you? I mean, I, I did some in the intro, um, and then I really want to know how it is in the war room. I mean, there's a lot of men in that war room. It's like a, I always said it was like a locker room. And now you're running the ship over there. And, of course, you know, you and I have talked about this. It's an old boys network. Everywhere we go, almost in any industry, especially conservative media, uh, and you are kind of penetrating through that and uh, redefining how that works. So uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about you first. Okay. Um, so with the introduction, I did graduate from the United States Military Academy at West Point back in 2010. I come from a military family, so I knew the military was something that I always wanted to do. I just didn't really know the route the um, route I wanted to take at first until – um, actually after 9-11, and I had a cousin that was in the Navy, um, and I knew I wanted to somehow serve. And volleyball, I ended up getting recruited by the three major service academies, and I went to visit Annapolis and then West Point, and I fell in love with West Point. So ended up there. Graduated in 2010. Um, I deployed to Iraq, like you said, in 2011. Um, and I actually was part of the withdrawal out of Iraq. So back when we <laughs> pulled out of Afghanistan completely, like, in the middle of the night and then mm-hmm. so terrible, um, I was very, very vocal about that because I knew what it took to get out of a country and how we should have done it properly um, in Afghanistan. So that's when I started to become very, very vocal on the war room, um, just about how that fell apart. And then I was actually a logistics officer in the military, in the Army. So I did logistics jobs throughout my time. I got out in 2019, which is why I did a logistics job 
outside of the military. Um, and then I just, I felt a, like a pull for politics back around the 2020 election. And I wasn't sure about leaving my job in logistics. And then, you know, I, I, my dad, he wanted us to work together. And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, know you always hear family. Don't, don't work with family. Right. <laughs> Especially like, when it's uh, on television that's, that's and all always, over the place. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what everyone says. Like everyone's opinions was like, don't work with family, no matter who it is. And I was like, well, well, and finally I was like, I think this would be perfect. So I finally left my job in the logistics field um, and became part of the war room. And it's, I am the, one of the few females. There are a few other females, but um, it is definitely interesting. You know, um, <laughs> it's a locker room. It's a men's locker room. It's the whole industry is that way too, you know, and that's, it, that's just, it's fact, you know, and you can, there's well, a lot of testosterone I, around you. But I think that sometimes, you know, when I am in studio, because I work remote part of the time and then sometimes I'm in the studio, I think sometimes some people um, in, in the studio think that they have to sugarcoat or, you know, be careful of what they say. And I'm like, guys, I was in the military. I've heard it all. So <laughs> you've seen it all too. Yeah. So I'm like, we we can speak freely. <laughs> we don't have to worry about it with me. Um, so I I think that you know in a lot of jobs these days, people I feel put kid gloves on when working with females, and that's definitely not the case um, in war room. And I, I I mean it's a great fit. I love working as part of this company, and I love working with my dad. So. I definitely now, wouldn't have it any other place. <laughs> well, but before we talk a little bit more about the war room, I want to ask you about uh, when you kind of had that realization when uh, the Afghanistan pullout happened. And I'm sure that um, you've been in contact with a lot of your fellow soldiers that you served with and people that you went to school with and people that even that were before you or that were after you that were over there because you, you know, that's that, that's a community. I can only imagine what people were saying. Um, And uh, you know, the thing that's interesting is you don't really, you hear a little bit about it to talk about it, but you don't really, it's not the focal point because there's so much going on. Right. And I get that there's so many things happening that are just so destructive in our country right now. So it's hard to get everything out there, but, just from you and the conversations you've had with other veterans or even current military people, um, what are their feelings? I mean, do they, they, uh, do they, they feel like betrayed? Do they feel that their efforts over there went to waste because of where it is now? I mean, what's kind of, what's, what are, what are the troops and the vets thinking that we want to share with the audience? So, Cause I always want to remind people of the, you know, how many thousands and tens of thousands of people got injured over there, um, over 20 years, right? Correct. And I think, you know, right um, around that time that we got out of Afghanistan, so the end of August, um, beginning of September, a lot of people that I know that are active duty reserves, National Guard vets, 
it was that sense of betrayal. Like, did I just spend all of this time for nothing? Like, was my service in vain? And while I can relate to deploying with them, I never went to Afghanistan. So my deployment is completely different to theirs um, in the sense that we experienced different things while we were deployed. So while I couldn't specifically relate to them, um, I, I reminded my friends that felt that way that their service was not in vain. They went and did the mission that they were given by their chain of command, and they did it to the best of their ability, and it was not in vain. What, what happened in August when we got out was not because of them. It was because of politicians and not because of soldiers and boots on the ground. So I feel like some of my friends, you know, to this day still might feel that way. And I do my best to remind them that their service was not in vain at all. Their deployment was not in vain. Um, And I think that that's the best thing we can do for vets that serve in Afghanistan during those 20 years is to remind them that their service wasn't in vain. Yeah, just even say it, right? Just to keep to keep that mm-hmm. conversation going, because you know, there's just one other layer of of because uh, uh, you don't want somebody who who did, especially what they somebody that they were close to, or the family member died, or if they came back, you know, with a limb missing. I mean, oh, I could just only imagine what uh, like the, what they were thinking when they saw that on TV. You're just going, you've got to be kidding me, you know? Correct, and I mean, I even. I had three, four classmates, um, three that ended up graduating and commissioning, and one that actually left before graduation and um, was over in Afghanistan, but he was enlisted. So technically four classmates that were killed in Afghanistan within, like, 10 months back in 2012. Wow. Wow. So yeah. even, even wasn't in Afghanistan – Back in August, that hit me hard because I was like, did they give up their life? Did they pay, pay the ultimate sacrifice thing? And then I had to remind myself what I was telling my friends mm-hmm. that were vets that didn't home. Like, no, they did what – they went over there doing the mission that they were given. And, yes, they did pay the ultimate sacrifice. But, I mean, they were, they were serving their country. I mean, it's very hard to, to tell a family – you know, that lost a loved one in Afghanistan. They they gave up their life for this, and this is what our country now thinks, or this administration now thinks of their service. But it's it's the yeah it's 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 the real the the real truth. You know, you've got the I call it the Joe Biden Nazi regime. I say it's the most mm-hmm. successful administration in the history of America at accomplishing their agenda of destroying our country. So it's like um, when people are saying, hey, listen, uh, you know, they, they made a mistake uh, or, you know, he's, he's a bumbling idiot. No, no, no. This is this is the plan. They're very successful. It's just opposite of everything that w- most of the, the country believes in and stands for and what this country was founded on. Just it's literally just the opposite. I mean, it's the first time where we've ever had elected elite and an entire administration literally that hates the American people, hates everything the country stands for and is against us, like actively going against us, calling us domestic terrorists. Like you and me, Mo, we're, we're domestic terrorists. Like 
that's what they call us. Like that's and, and your whole posse, your and everybody that comes on your show. They're we're all domestic terrorists. Isn't that insane? I, I agree. Like they and every step it's not just one front that they've been successful at destroying this country. It's across multiple fronts. So, you know, you've now tried to destroy the military or the morale in the military. And then you're going after parents because they want to stand up for their children. Then you're going after, you know, election, saying that people that are fighting for election integrity are spreading misinformation or domestic terrorists. It's not, so they, they just want to go across all fronts to try and destroy this country. Yeah. And they're very successful at doing it. And that's why we're trying well, not trying, we are, we're pushing back. Thank God there's shows like The War Room where you can have that large audience of just really dedicated action takers. You know, it's action, action, action. And I'm so glad when I heard that you've kind of taken over the reins there at C- the CEO, because, you know, if, if, if what, there's 52% of the country is women, and the women are the ones who've actually been going to the school board meetings. They've been the ones that are going to the events. They're the ones that are actually going to the rallies or creating them or starting them or, you know, the ones that are, that are showing up, that are taking the action. The guys are kind of sitting on the back burner. So I thought it was even more appropriate that you had that female flair to bring into the war room, into the posse, because those are the ones who are, the ladies are the ones who are uh, stepping up to the plate to make it happen. So I was like, okay, this is going to be really good because then maybe we can get we can get even more females to get actively engaged uh, and start to do it because if we can mobilize the masses, then we can make we can make a huge impact because that's what it's going to take. So, what are kind of some of the exciting things that you are going to be implementing uh, and things that you want to share that's uh, not necessarily top secret, right? Because even though we do love secrets on this show. Um, that you want to share about what's coming and what's, what's brewing, what you've been working on? Um, so our goal this year is to get more community engagement. So, I mean, back in December, I was out in Arizona for AmFest, but I'll be traveling a bit more um, in 2022 than I did in 2021, just getting out to different events in the community. Um, so... Definitely members of the War Room Posse have reached out, and I would love um, listeners to just to reach out to me and if they have an event that they're doing, um, to bring it to to me to make me aware and potentially, you know, maybe get out there. Um, so that's definitely a huge goal for me for this year is to get more community engagement among the War Room Posse. Oh, that's great. I love the fact that you're going to be mobile, that you're going to be hitting the uh, hitting the road, uh, like you're going on the road again in order to go to some <laughs> of these events, because there's going to be a lot more popping up. Because I was mentioning uh, one of the the past guests that was on, Rebecca Clark, who she, you, she's been on your show a couple times. They have their event, mm-hmm. the Life 2022 in Dallas. And it's these freedom events that have been popping up since the first one I went to was the Reawaken event, the Clay Clark's event in uh, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, which started me on this whole uh, this whole movement, and that was last year in, in April. But you know, we're, we're going to have two two different worlds living under and two different ideologies living under our country when it comes to 
people that are like-minded that go to these events that want to support like-minded businesses that want to be engaging in the community um, like with the same thought process that you and I have that the, the war room shares and the, the posse shares and as opposed to you know the uh, the COVID slaves and the lunatic people on the extreme left and the ones that are running the Joe Biden Nazi regime those are just two worlds that will never cross but it, it's going to the point where the businesses and the products and services are being separated too, which you have to nowadays, right? Because mm-hmm. um, what's so? Since you're in DC, um, you guys are under like can, you can't go to a restaurant, right? Unless you have a what, you've been vaccinated, you got a pass, you got a, all that kind of stuff. Or are they still under that? Uh, what are the restrictions they, they there are, now? They are. I'm actually um, on the Virginia side, but um, in DC. You can't go into a restaurant unless you've been fully vaccinated, um, and you can't go into a gym. I know I've had friends try and take their kids to the Smithsonian, and they're able to go into the museum, but if they try and eat inside it's, you know, any of the cafes, they can't do that unless they've been vaccinated. So you're definitely in D.C. limiting people, like true patriots, that want to come back there. Like, And it's that I know are like, well, I don't understand why people just just don't get vaccinated. It's like it's a personal decision. You you choose what's best for you, but you shouldn't restrict people from doing things, going into restaurants, you know, going to work out, just because um, they haven't, they don't fall in line with your narrative or your beliefs that they should get vaccinated. And I think especially what really bothers me is the gyms, like not only in D.C., but I know um, I have family in California, and for the longest time they had their gyms completely closed. And it's like you're promoting, you have different companies promoting, like Krispy Kreme, getting a whole, mm-hmm. uh, getting a donut entire year for getting vaccinated, but then you're not going to promote a healthy lifestyle and working out because you're going to keep the gym locked down. So I think that by doing that, you know, gyms in LA have opened up, um, but some are still trying to require like vaccine passports, but doing that in DC, you're just promoting an unhealthy lifestyle and continuing that narrative that it's okay to believe like everything that you're told by the left. Which is all lies. I'm just going to come out and say it all lies. It's propaganda. It's a political propaganda pandemic, and the uh, non-vaccine is a bioweapon, which will either uh, hurt you or kill you. Um, it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's, it's, it's in the patents peeps. So that's just, uh, you know, take it for what it's worth and uh, don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. Um, so, uh, I know that we said we've got about, uh, 20, 30 minutes cause I know you're a busy lady. So, um, well, who's been your favorite guest? Like who is, a per- or who is somebody that you haven't had on the show that now that you, uh, kind of, you're, you're running the show, you're running the ship over there that you want to have on that, uh, you could be like, okay, this is somebody that is, you know, on my bucket list. I would love to have the new AG of Virginia. Um, Jason Mayores on because as soon as he, you know, swore in, he hit the ground running, new sheriff in town, changing things up here in Virginia. 
Um, so I would definitely love to have him on the show. Um, I'm grateful that Virginia turned red this last November. And I mm-hmm. think going back to what we talked about earlier with, you know, women going to school boards, I think that um, during the election season, um, Terry McAuliffe in the last debate when he said that parents don't have a right to tell school boards or schools what their children are going to be taught, I think he made dads upset, but he really made moms upset on both sides of the political fence. That they People that I know that voted blue for a majority of their adult life voted red in this last election in Virginia because they were like, you are not going to tell me as a parent that I don't have a right with something regarding my child. So um, I would definitely like to have the AG on <laughs> and potentially Glenn Youngkin. But first, of the two of those, I would love to have um, the AG. Well, and it's you, so you just have to have your people pick up the phone and say, I want to be there to do the <laughs> interview too. So it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like me where I'm like, oh my God, I got to track this person down. I got to figure out who to, how, to, how to get to him and get his people and get his people to actually return my call. It's a lot easier for you to actually do that. And then who's been your favorite so far that, you, that, had, that you've had on? Either you interviewed personally or at least that you got a chance to see on the show. Um, I've had multiple favorites, but in all honesty, I really enjoyed out at Turning Point USA. I hosted with Boris um, the Monday evening show of the Turning yeah, you did Point great job. event. Thank you. And I, I honestly, I've loved all the guests we've had on the show, but doing the interviewing with Boris um, and being the host, the, those three um, guests. So we have Jack Kosobic, um, Blake Masters, and Brandon Tatum on. Mm-hmm. And those three, I think just because, I mean, they're, I, I love interviewing them, and I think they would have been great being interviewed by my dad, but because that was me hosting, I'm going to say those three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, because I kind of <laughs> like the way I roll, and uh, I'm pretty damn good at it. So are you going to do, are you going to be showing up on the screen a little bit more than normal, or are we just uh are you going to stay behind the scenes? Um, I'm doing a lot behind the scenes. I will potentially come back um, and do some more co-hosting like I did in the past, but right now I'm doing a lot more behind the scenes. Um, so maybe in the future a little more in front of the camera, but for right now it'll still be behind the scenes. So as far as the community engagement, because I want people to be able to easily get involved with the posse and then you'd mentioned that you're going to be going to more events and more, we want people to reach out to you in order to let you know. So maybe there's some publicity or ones that you're going to be showing up. What, how do, how do people do that? Where do you want them to go um, so that we can double the size of the posse? They can. So if they want to reach out to me about events that are going on in their area, they can either reach out to me on Instagram at Real Maureen Bannon. Send me a message there. Send me a message on Twitter or Getter. Well, you can't at Getter. Sorry. Send me a message on Twitter um, or tag me, share the event and tag me on Getter. And my handles are on both of those are Maureen underscore Bannon. Or you could send me an email 
at mbannon at protonmail.com. And then you're coming in hot on the uh, on the gram, right? You want to say it that way? You want to come in hot on the gram? I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been uh, focusing on some stuff the last few weeks, so I haven't been as hot on the gram as I was uh, <laughs> um, at the one. beginning of Good January. One. But um, I will be getting hot back on the ground. <laughs> it's so funny because you, you started saying that after Boris has been saying it. And then you hit mm-hmm. the, you, 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 one of the shows that I saw you say it, you nailed it so perfectly. And it was like, and your facial expression was just spot on. And I'm like, okay, she's got it. She's got, she's got that. She's got that little panache, that little that little kick, that little pep in her step. I said, okay, this is gonna be fun. I can't wait to see and see where this goes. But yeah, that's uh, you need to get back on uh, back on the gram. Yeah, you gotta get hot on the gram. So. In my head, when I was when I was saying that, I was thinking, I was kind of laughing internally because I'm like, this is a Boris one. <laughs> Yeah, but you, yeah, but you did it. You did it. You you delivered it properly. I'll tell you that. And then then it, then it, you really started to get into it, which is part of what you have to do. You have to do. It. You have to throw in. Yeah, so you got to keep these boys on their toes. Which, like you said, thankfully you're in that role now. We're starting to see a little bit, little bit of more uh, changes. And I, I like the fact that you're doing the community engagement, and then people can reach out to you, tag you on the getter and the Twitter, and then the Instagram on the gram and then email you so then that way they can get their events promoted um, or maybe you guys can pop into some. So that's what really that's the, the goal at this point is get everybody actively engaged. I don't want people to do something. I want you to take action because doing something, ugh, I got out of bed today. None of that doesn't count. That's a little squirrely excuse that you have to take action. And then how do they get involved with the, in being on the posse? Is it, did they just go to the warroom.org and then, you, how do they do that? Can you, can you be real specific so people can actually be clear and then that way they can actually, they can do it as opposed to saying, oh, I'll do it later. No, I want them to do it now. Yeah, so you can go to um, warroom.org and then also if you watch it, depending on where you watch the show, so if you watch it on Rumble, there's a live chat on Rumble and we have people on our team monitoring the live chats um, throughout the shows and um, throughout the day. So I know um, Getter and Rumble, their live chats stop, but you can comment on the live stream. So we are also monitoring that. So if you watch it live on Getter, um, you can comment there, and we're going through the comments, live chat on Rumble. And there's also um, a Telegram live chat, and it's called Bannon War Room Official Chat. And we go through that throughout the day as well. And there are a lot of posse members in that, too. So if you are on Telegram, type into the search War Room, um, War Room Official Telegram Chat and then War Room, sorry, Bannon War Room Official Chat. Okay. So those, those are live chats, and then you guys are monitoring them and responding and and uh, sharing and getting information out about the show, the guests, their contact information. So that way uh, everybody can find each other. And then, of course, you can always push out. You could follow um, Captain Bannon on uh, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Gitter. Um, And then, of course, the ones that she just listed. 
you know, it, it's a lot, but we'll, we'll figure out, we'll, we'll make it really simple for people to find all that because I want them to put that on our take action menu so we can grow the, uh, grow the community because we need to mobilize the masses, right? The goal is to create this digital army, um, virtual, right? And also in person. So that way when stuff starts to get real hairy here, probably starting this week, then we have a call to action like you guys do when they say, okay, uh, you guys need to uh, pick up the phone. You guys need to send the emails, one button, boom, 5 million people start to do that. And that's the whole point. That's how we're going to overcome any of this tyranny. That's uh, I personally think is going to get a lot worse. Is there anything else, Captain Bannon, that you wanted to share, discuss, or cover today on your first but not last appearance? on everything home talk radio show podcast and patriotic purpose driven resource platform. I think that we've covered everything I wanted to talk about today. I know it's a bunch and I know I'm very passionate about the military and veterans issues um, and then women's sports. So those are very big topics. So your audience will definitely hear me talking about on all those platforms, other current events, but current events regarding the military veterans, and women's sports, I'll definitely be hot on all those social media platforms regarding those. And then um, just, just to reiterate, it's Band and War Room official chat on Telegram for your audience. I wrote it down, Band and War Room official chat. That is the Telegram coming in hot on the Telegram. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the, thing that, the thing that I haven't really focused on on our platform, just because there's so much stuff coming at you, and when we were talking about life or death with the bioweapon, the non-vaccine, because it's not a vaccine, people, um, I have not really haven't focused on, and I think a lot of people haven't, the women's sports, the fact that you've got boys pretending to be girls, and then jumping into sports like that crazy swimmer, and then all of a sudden they're breaking records. And, like, it's not something that you have this huge uproaring about, which it should be. I mean, I can't believe it got that far. Um, just because there's so much coming at you, and that I uh, that blows my my any bit of um, any any bit of uh, common sense that I just that I can't get my arms around. So um, maybe when the dust settles on some of this stuff, we can we can we can talk about that too. But it's kind of like we have to talk about all of it all the time because it's coming oh. at you at, at, at extreme levels. We're not talking like. Uh, you know, something like where the girls and the boys playing t-ball on the same team together. It's not like that. <laughs> You're talking major, major things, especially like even in the Olympics. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel bad that I haven't really focused on that. So um, next time you come on, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll focus on that a little bit too, because I think more needs to be done in that arena. It doesn't sound like the any of the, uh, I don't, I couldn't rely on any of the women's groups to God forbid, step up to the plate, right? You know, the, the pro feminism, pro women, but yet leave them hanging. Um, so I think maybe that's what we, they need a little support there. Uh, that's just actually kind of crazy. Um, all right. Mo okay. Bannon, Mo okay. Bannon, Captain okay. Bannon. What do you think? I'm sorry. Let's say that again. Oh, no, I, would de- I would definitely love to come back on at, at some point and talk about uh, women's sports. Yeah, I think uh, I think that we we need to put a little focus on that because it's 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 kind of like the red-headed stepchild who's who uh, who's not getting the attention but needs needs it because the people that should be supporting mm-hmm. it are not. That's for sure. All right, Captain Bannon, um, thank you so much again for coming on. I look forward to your 
next appearance. And I can only imagine uh, what goes on behind the scenes, the war room, when you are the helm. Captain Maureen Bion, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. You're a great lady. Thank you. Lady who loves you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, my friend. And that was uh, Captain Maureen Bannon, the uh, head honcho over there, the CEO of the War Room. Dad, her dad, Captain, I, I know I almost, Steve, Steve's not a captain. Um, I don't remember what his ranking was when he was in, and I don't know if he was Army or not, but I know that all, all I remember, he was in the uh, Southern Southern Pacific because he mentions it, but Steve Bannon of the War Room's her dad. And um, I met her at the Turning Point USA event and like I said in the beginning of the interview she was so nice because I went up to her when I first saw her walk by and I'm like oh my god that's Captain Bannon so I just yelled Captain Bannon he was cool enough to turn around and I was like I gotta have you on my show blah 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 and it was awesome that she just didn't call security so uh yeah so I'm glad that she finally got a chance to come on and uh she's great she really is um she's doing some amazing things over there at the war room and I love the fact that she's going to be out, outward and mobile and going through, um, going to different events and really getting more community engagement. And I think that's exactly what uh, needs to happen. And we need to be doing it across the whole country, right? That's what we need to be doing. So as I said in the very beginning of the show, today is the perfect day. Today is the perfect day in order to start being the uh, – being the 2.0 version of YOU in 2022, because you need to uh, you need to step into the playing field, right? So, uh, and that is for your personal and your business lives, right? Not only you want to stand up, speak up, show up, but in, in personal and professional, right? That's what it's all about. So, um, the world's not going to get any easier. It's actually going to get a little hairier and scarier. So, uh, there's no reason why you can't kick it up a notch. And not only get involved in your business, in your life, but also in your community. And it's important to do that, you know, Um, so you could be the best version of you. And then anybody who is in a capacity where you do have a group or you have a nonprofit or you um, you have a decent following or no, not even decent following, anybody out there that has some sort of a platform that they are utilizing, whether it's a microphone or it's video or it is social media you have an even bigger obligation. So you can't be the 2.0 version. You need to be the 3.0 version. And you need to be out there collaborating with other like-minded people in order to start bringing everybody together. Again, that's what our Save My Freedom movement is all about. Hashtag Save My Freedom. We're bringing together the influencers, the media, the nonprofits, the small business owners, the entrepreneurs, the purpose-driven people, the groups, all of, uh, all of these great people in this country who need to come together so we can dispatch call to actions. Uh, so it's like the war room and then some, because we're throwing in the business people, we're throwing in the media, we're throwing in all of these, um, all of these people that are actually ready to do, no, I'm not going to say do something, ready to take action. So go check out, uh, go check out the Save My Freedom Movement. We're adding more things to it. are going to be the launch next week of the official of the official uh, petition campaign to decertify the Arizona electors for 2020, which is Representative Mark Fincham's resolution. And we are going to push back on all of the uh, rhino Republicans who did not sign on to it because that's not what we, the people want. And again, it's the consent of the governed. 
Okay. So they don't have my consent. They don't have anybody's consent that's listening to this show and they don't have anybody's can, they don't have a majority of that people's consent. So how to, what do we do now? They need to follow what we want them to do. I don't want their opinion. It's not about their opinion. It's not about what them thinking. I don't even want them to think. I want them to follow instructions like a trustee of an estate or an escrow officer at a title company. Their job is to follow instructions. It's not to think. The uh, elected elite do not need to think. They need to represent we the people. So if we the people want them to sign the resolution and then vote to pass the resolution to decertify the electors of the Arizona 20 or the, the Arizona electors of the 2020 election, then so it shall be. They work for us. They are employed by us. So again, that is what we're going to talk about that. And we're going to be officially launching that next week. So I want you to become a part of that. I want you to be a part of this movement that's going to be able to push out events and push out information about different great groups and organizations like the one that's coming up next that we're going to talk about real quick. And then um, uh, action items that need to be done in multiple states and um, people, the real good people that are running for office, the candidates that we need to support. So we all get behind it. And then the shows that you need to watch, the publications that are telling you the truth, the different businesses, small businesses and uh, entrepreneurs with products and services that are uh, being sold by like-minded groups, not ones that hate you like an Amazon or a big box or even some of these other nefarious characters. Uh, so we want to bring all that information out to you. So again, join the movement. Save my freedom. Go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Check out the Take Action menu of resources. You can also text the word ACTION to 91776. It's free to join. It's just giving you a place where all of this information is coming together so you can find messages that matter from the people you need to know about and all of the great people that are like-minded that you want to network with, you want to collaborate with, you want to buy and sell products from, you want to know what their events are, what are their groups doing, what are their organizations, what kind of Take Action items that they need uh, in order to... uh, mobilize the masses really to get off their asses people and that's what it's what we're doing we're doing that so come join us it's a place to hang out and we're going to add much more to it but again um it's what it takes what's what it takes we're not good at showing up we've already proven that we're not really good at showing up at rallies because the numbers aren't there but we'll do it from a digital standpoint right we're doing it from the social media and we'll send the emails we'll even make the phone calls um, we're working on the uh, we're working on the show not part, and uh, a lot of the groups that are doing all of this mo- all of these different action items they're part of our Save My Freedom movement. We're going to release a lot of their names and make the big announcement next week, including the American Truckers. So um, uh, Erica Knight, one of the PR friends that I have, it's her PR one of our she's a PR company, uh, and she's become a good friend. They're part of the American truckers that are starting the convoy. And I'll tell you all about that um, next week. But anyway, um, uh, they're all part of this. So again, that's how we're bringing everybody together. We want to bring millions and millions of people together. So go check out everything homeaboutus.com. All right. So my next guest is calling in and I need to bring her on because she's taking a break from work. Cami Irwin, she's the founder of US 13. They are, uh, their uh, organization is honoring the fallen. Uh, and I'm going to say something here that uh, I haven't heard anyone say, but it's the truth, so I'm going to say it. 13 heroes who were murdered in Kabul 
Afghanistan, August 26, 2021, by the Joe Biden Nazi regime. Audience, big round of applause for an incredible patriot and a lady who does love liberty. (laughs) Cammie, how are you today? Good. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I am good. So you were actually on my TV show over on TV two weeks ago when you were in uh, Texas in McCallum before you guys headed yes. over to the ranch because it was the border event that Christy Hutcherson was doing. And Mike Miller, who is Warriors for Ranchers, was my roving reporter. And then all of a sudden your pretty face pops in. I'm like, who's that? What's going on? I like that hat. <laughs> and then Karen Kingston says, hey, Michelle, you need to have, uh, you need to meet a new friend. And I was like, wait, I think that, I think she snuck on my show before, but I told her to send me an email and she did not. So thankfully, now we are talking. So, uh, yeah. So uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, you're welcome. You're doing great stuff. And you have a full-time job, which is uh, totally separate than what you're doing. You're trying, and you, you, I want you to tell us about uh, what the project or the movement and organization, the group is, whatever you want to call it, whatever label makes you feel comfortable, whatever you are identifying as today is fine with us. And um, really it is, um, the true people, the true heroes, the ones that are stepping into the fringe here, as opposed to our elected elite, all have full-time jobs. They have other things that they do for their line of work, for their living. And they usually have families and kids and a husband or wife. And then they do all this other stuff on the side because that's what they believe. That's, you know, I call them the passion projects. And then um, <laughs> you, real quick, I want to throw this in there because I have no use for the elected elite politicians. I also have no use for any uh, politicians or any candidates that are running that are going to tell me what they're going to do when they get into office. And I said, well, what have you done for me lately in the uh, Janet Jackson <laughs> sense of things? And they said, well, I'm running. I said, well, running, what do you mean running? Well, I'm running for office. So, well, uh, I've got all these people that come on my show all the time that have all these things that they do for a living. And then they, I just mentioned the, the job descriptions and what they do in their life. And then they have this organization or this group that they're doing on the side and what are you doing oh you're running uh what so that's what i'm saying peeps i don't want to hear you running i want to hear you doing yeah. and i want to hear specifics it, because i got all these people that come on my show that they're doing they're taking action mm-hmm. and they ain't running <laughs> well that's why we love you <laughs> <laughs> so can we tell everybody what what you're doing what the, the us 13 tell us tell us about them Yeah, so Michelle, um, back in August when we tragically lost our 13 service members, I just woke up one day and decided I didn't like how we as a country didn't really do anything to show those families how much we care. We're Americans. We live in this country, and we brought them back to our country in caskets to their families, and the lack of honor and appreciation that didn't happen for any of that really kind of struck a nerve with me. And I'm not in the military. I'm just a very patriotic person and appreciate my freedom and the people that fight for that. So I decided to host a tribute here in Austin, Texas, and it ended up um, becoming kind of this movement now where I designed these hats that say US 13 and they have a gun on them and 
I think a lot of people are fed up with what's going on in this country and more people are willing to show their support now and are kind of coming out of the woodwork to do this. And I've gotten to know um, some of the families through this and it's just so sad to know what they're going through right now with all the unanswered questions they have of why it happened and what's happening still. So my movement and organization was created and it's called US 13. We are launching the website today, actually, after I get off the phone with you. And um, I am donating, or not donating, I'm um, doing a hat in dedication of each fallen service member. So the first one we're launching today out of the 13 is to honor Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover out of Utah. So that will be the first hat that will be up for sale today to honor him and his family. Uh, That's amazing. That's uh... You know, it's, it's interesting that, they, the, that you came on today, and Maureen Bannon, Captain Bannon, was just on, and she said that one of the things that really kind of put her over the edge and said she feels that she's gonna, she wants to do more and she needs to, she really wants to kind of get into the political side of things, um, was when uh, the 13 service members got killed in Afghanistan. In August, yeah, and it, she literally just was talking about this on the show, which is you know, and then I'm, and then um, you were coming on. I mean, the, the two were not connected. I mean, I didn't put you on because she was there. I just did it because you had reached yeah. out to me. Um, but it's interesting that that's something that really moved her. Um, and then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and this is an episode for anyone that wants to listen, but I think it would be beneficial for you too. I interviewed Mark Geitz, who. Um, uh, was in Benghazi. He was one of the guys that was, uh, you know, one of the lead guys that saved all those people's, all those people's lives. Yeah. I think it was like 30 or 40. I don't remember exactly the number. It was episode 245. And I had him on because it was just after, uh, or was it after or just before? Oh, it's when we were getting ready to pull out of Afghanistan. And um, they were going in to try to get people out try to get our soldiers out, try to get our people out. And they were, you know, they're, they're, all these guys were trying to do things behind the scenes to get them out. Um, so that's, uh, that's somebody that you need to be in contact with. But anyways, episode 245, I think, because we're talking about that today, I think it'd be something that people might you know, want to go check out, even though it was from August. And I'm looking at the calendar, and it was actually before, it was the 20th of August, before. Oh, wow. What, yeah, so there's, you know, the... Um, you know, now that you have an actual date when something happened, it should be interesting because we were talking about up to that. You know, it's uh, just one of these things overlap. There's just always a reason for uh, for why there's overlapping, and it's happened quite a few times today. Um, so, what uh, what's the website so people can go buy some hats? Right? Is that what we're gonna we're gonna do today? We're encouraging <laughs> people to buy some hats. Yes. So um, the original hats that I started with um, on the tribute day on October 2nd were camouflage with the American flag mesh. Those unfortunately are no longer in stock. um, And so I've had to try to figure out different ideas for it. But that's when I came up with uh, dedicating a hat to each service member. So every single hat is going to be different until all 13 are launched on the website. Um, And today the hat that we are releasing is black with black font and it just really um, moved me to do this for this family because I've gotten to know them and the love they have 
for me doing this is just mind blowing because I'm like, you don't need to thank me. You lost your child, your fiance. Um, but the more we can get this out there to help across the nation, I think we'll give these families a little bit of, you know, encouragement. So the website that is going to be launched today, Texas uh, Central Time, is us13.org. And we will be going live with the first hat to honor Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover out of Utah. Well, the other thing that I was talking about with Captain Bannon was, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about the 13 uh, soldiers that mm-hmm. were murdered. And I want to say murdered because they were by the Joe Biden Nazi regime and their, their, the way that they went about things, right? They didn't have to, that didn't have to happen. They didn't have to die. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have, they, that was, that was part of the plan. Everything that happens over there was part of what was part of their plan. Um, and uh, I was saying how we don't, nobody really talks about it. So um, no, and it's, that's what's so upsetting is everyone's like kind of just acting like it didn't happen. And these families are just so worried that their names are just going to be forgotten. And that's why I started this movement because I want more people to keep doing things. And I have tournaments planned and all those kind of things just to honor those families. And I'm self-funding this entire thing because it's that important to my heart and as a patriot of America. So the more we can get this out there, the better for these families because people need to talk about it. Yeah, and, and also uh, just uh, uh, may, making it more real as opposed to something. Because if you, you, when it's on television, you're far removed, right? You see a picture of somebody and yeah. they, the, you know, they, they were killed in, in Afghanistan. And it's out of sight, out of mind. It doesn't seem real. It's not somebody you knew, you know, until it actually hits home or, or at least it's a conversation or it's something where we're, we're memorializing it uh, more so. But, you know, and, and people in the United States love to, you know, they love to memorialize things. And this one, they didn't. They, they purposely, there's more like oversight of it. And I think it also it disrespects and discredits not only the families and those, the fallen soldiers, but all of the other ones who sacrificed oh, in, 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 in any, any, not only Afghanistan, Iraq, but other ones, when we don't do that, mm-hmm. because we're so busy in our regular lives. I mean, I, I, I will give, I'll give them, I'll give we the people a little bit of slack. We do have a lot of stuff coming at us. That's really, really bad all the time yeah. right now. Okay. So I'll give, I'll give everybody a timeout and a little hall pass there because it's like, even I've been saying before we were talking about, no one's really standing up for women's sports. Now that you have men in women's sports, which I, I still can't get my arms around that, how that we're even having this conversation. So we, no, we haven't really jumped into that fire yet, especially here on our platform because there's so much stuff coming at you that is like really bad. Yeah. Right. So you're like bioweapons coming at you and then, and, uh, and you, you know, you've got all, all of this stuff, and then, um, so I, I'll give everybody a little bit of slack, but uh, not kind of not now. Now you have you, you got an, an organization, you got Cami who's out there putting things together. So uh, that that um, that window of opportunity to say, all right, we were focusing on everything else is kind of over. I'm, we can multitask, I think, um, but I'm glad that you're shedding a light, putting a spotlight on this, and bringing this uh, more into the forefront, so people can be. Reminded. So it's us13.org and now go get your hat. Yes. And real quick, um, 
I want you to share anything else you want to share, but uh, do you have the 13 names? You just want to give them out so people heard them, maybe because they never heard them. And I kind of think uh, when people hear things, it's yeah, kind of I actually, in. they might not remember the 13 names, but I think it would be kind of cool of you to read off the 13 names. Yes, for sure. And I do want to say one thing on that. Um, my, with what I've been doing with these hats, I haven't even been going and trying to find these families. It just ends up being where I'm at, the right place at the right time. And I've been able to connect with certain people. Like when I was down in McAllen, Texas for the border event, I ended up running into a, a young man who was over there and friends with one of the troops that we lost. And um, he said he was going to put me in contact with his family. And that's honestly, Michelle, like that is how this has been getting spread because I just wanted those families to know that there are people that care. And me hosting that tribute we did on the lake here for them is hopefully going to be spread throughout the country. So um, I actually want to have people go to the website because I've done something special to honor all of the um, service members. They can see it because, like you said, most people don't even know who they are, what they look like. All these kids were under 25 except for Um, one of them, and that's the first one I'm honoring. And he was only 31. So young. Babies. Yeah. Yeah. So... I just I want to bring to light that there are other people trying to do stuff and reaching out to me. So I plan on partnering with a ton of people and I'm going to marathons to sponsor athletes and hosting golf tournaments. And I'm going to make this a thing so that those families know that we care every single day and every single year. Yeah, and, you know, people do care. It's just that they don't know. There's a lot, like, again, there's a lot coming at it. There's a lot of events, a lot of groups, and that's why it's important to uh, for people to not only know where there's one location, uh, kind of like here, like for all the information, the Ultimate Resource Platform, so you can find uh, great causes and groups like camis so that you don't you can be kept in the loop be like okay so i just need to go to everything home about us.com and then i could look and see okay these are the groups to follow these are the these are the people that i need to pay attention to this is a great organization so, and then you just click there and you'll see you'll see okay this is uh i, I like this one if i had or i just want to i want to find out about who are these 13 brave soldiers that are no longer here they got murdered by the joe Biden nazi regime in afghanistan so again, um, yeah. you know, we're there to support you guys and we'll do some, some other cool stuff. I'll have you back on, but, um, if there's anybody that wants to, uh, help and promote and you've got a show or, you know, somebody who's got a show contact Cami. Do you want to give an email or something, or is there a way that, uh, where do you want people to contact you? Cause it, the more shows you can get on and the more people that are helping push things out on social media, then you get the word out, right? That's what this is all about. It's all yep. about working yeah. together. So do you want to give that real quick so people can find you? Yeah, my email is us13.cami, K-A-M-I, at gmail.com. And I'm on social media. People can go see um, the US-13 tribute on YouTube. You just type in US-13 tribute to the troops. And um, Facebook 
And I did want to mention one last thing. Um, I've been in contact with one of the service members' families out of Jackson, Wyoming, and I'm going to go meet them next weekend. And it's just they have probably one of the saddest situations because Riley McCollum, who we lost over in Afghanistan, his wife, Gigi, was pregnant and had their baby after he was killed. And it is just devastating that that is something that anybody even has to go through. So um, I want to, you know, get that story out there and I'm very excited to meet them. We've been in contact and I just have so many things planned for these families to show them how much we care. So, yeah. Uh, and it's amazing the amount of time and effort you're putting into this. And literally, it's a passion project. It has nothing to do with her real job, everybody. So, again, when a politician, a candidate says they're <laughs> running for office and they're going to promise to tell you, then they're telling you all the things they're going to do when they get elected before they ask you for a donation. Say, ah, eh. again, think of uh, Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Think of people like Cammie. <laughs> who are doing it now in addition to having a full life and full-time job, be careful of those that are running for office. I think that is a great comparison to put things in perspective. Remember, if you have an R next to your name, that means you're a rhino, and they have to prove to you that they are not. We're losing the lives here, but the show's still going on, especially if you're on Rumble or any of the other social media platforms, but we're losing it over on Blog Talk Radio. Again, you can always listen to any of the shows, 291 is today's episode, everythinghomeaboutus.com. That is our take action menu. Um, and do you want to read those names, the 13 names real quick, Cammy, before we go back to work? Or is that something that you don't, you don't have memorized or do you just want people to go to the website? I mean, I've been doing so much work for all of this. And I mean, it's, I can totally read off do all it. of the names for yeah, you. Do it. I want you to read, I want you to read them off. Something's tell me to read it off. Okay. Yeah, um, we have Sergeant uh, Johanny Picardo. She was 25. Um, we have Sergeant Nicole Geets, only 23, out of California. Um, we have Riley McCollum out of Jackson, Wyoming. We have Staff, uh, Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover. He was 31, and like I had said, he was the oldest, which still is not that old. Um, we have Hunter Lopez out of California, Dagan Page out of Nebraska, um, Humberto Sanchez out of Indiana. We have David Espinoza from my great state of Texas here. He was only 20. Um, it's just so sad to even be talking about all these all the time. But um, we had Jared Smith, 20, out of Missouri. And then, um, do I have them all? Uh, Dylan Marola, he was also 20 out of California. Kareem Nakui, I've been in touch with his mom as well, and she's a very sweet lady. And then we have Maxton uh, Soviak as well. And then we have a couple more here. Uh, Sergeant Ryan Knott. And I think I have listed them all for you. I'm going to do this off of memory here. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, very impressive. That, <laughs> impressive that you did that from memory. Oof, and of course, yeah, I put you, I put you on the spot too. I put you, yeah, I put you on the spot because I didn't tell you 
that I was going to say that because I didn't know I was going to say it until I was like, you know, we probably should. I kind of feel like we should mention their names. So um, go to us13.org. That is the website. Go check out the hats, each hat. There's a different hat for each service member. And um, Kenny and is uh, a pioneer. She's a hero. Her- <laughs> heroine. Heroine. Oh, heroin sounds like, when you say heroin, it sounds like it's just a drug. So yeah, she's right. a hero. I'm a, she's a, America. a hero <laughs> and identifies as a female. So, yes. yeah, not a heroine um, because that's the drugs. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Michelle, for having me on. And the website will be launching hopefully within the next hour. But there is, if people go on to us13.org right now, what they can do is scroll to the bottom and put their email in, and it will tell them when the site launches. And every week for the next, until I get the 13 hats all out and produced, every, every week we should be launching a new hat for each service member. So thank you again for all your time and getting this out there for me. You're welcome. This is just the beginning, my friend. And this is what you, you know, you've got to keep pushing it out there. Keep telling Keep yapping and telling everybody about it, and uh, then, we'll, then it will uh, it'll uh, fester and it'll it'll uh, it'll motivate and move people, and uh, I'll take it from there. I'm here to help in any way that I can. So thank you, thank you, Cami, for uh, taking a break from your real job because she's not running for office, people. She's actually taking action, <laughs> opposite of running for office. Thank you, Cami. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Ah, yes. So it is 3.02. If you're still listening, thank you so much. We've actually been on the air for three hours, and I'm trying to keep these shows down. But you know what? I figured if we're here, and um, you could jump on when you need to jump on, and if you're going to listen to the full show. But if I'm giving you nine guests, which I just slipped in another one, which I slipped in Cammie. So that's 10 guests in the time frame, right? We've got five guests in the first hour, and then Michelle's Patriotic uh, Soapbox, We've got longer form interviews, 25, 30 minutes, somewhere in there. And then I'm throwing in some people that just kind of want to do a shout out like Cammie just did for her uh, group organization, US 13. So I'm just trying to jam those guys in there too. Sometimes uh, I've run out of room on, <laughs> I've run out of room on the promo graphics for any past nine people. So that's why I didn't get a chance to put Cammie on there because I wasn't sure she was going to be able to call in. Um, so I, that's, so the, otherwise there'd be more bodies. There's no more room on the graphic. I maxed it out with faces, faces, and then the topics for the shows. But I figured, you know what, if they can, if they can call in, they can get some exposure. Then of course they can get that sound bite and then they could take that sound bite and start using it to, um, promote, to get the word out, right? Remember, it's the messages that matter from the people that you need to know about. And real quick, before what I'm going to do is Joseph Chaplick. And I tell you this, when I record somebody, and I rarely, rarely record anybody that comes on the show, everything is live, right? Editing is for amateurs. We don't do that here. We, uh, we go live with everything. I go live with this show, the talk radio show, and I go live with the TV show, which was on Fridays at 5 p.m. You want to check that out this uh, Friday. I've got uh, Andrew Krapischutz, the CEO of Red Balloon, and Mark Victor Hansen, and Crystal Dwyer Hansen, Mark's Chicken Soup for the Soul author. We've been on this. Uh, this show before episode 120 I really should have this in my brain I believe it's 122 it's right around there I'm supposed to look that up before I started spewing today um, and then of course I'm going to be uh, guest hosting for Dr. Alan Keyes this Friday it's three hours of me on TV. 
it always works out that way. It always seems like it's a Friday when I guess host for him or Dr. Uh, Dr. John Diamond. So you're going to tune in at 11 to 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Friday. We're going behind the scenes at Clay Clark's Great Awakening America, the Great Awaken America Tour, right? It's in Ohio. And uh, we're going to do behind the scenes. We're going to go ahead and interview a lot of the speakers. So not only is TV televising it, is it televising it? They're streaming it. They're streaming it live. So you can see all the speakers speak. We're going to do behind the scenes for two hours and do some really fun interviews. Because, you know, my interviews aren't very stuffy. They're just like, no, they're fun. And a lot of the people have already been on my show, some I'm friends with. So it actually gets a little bit more squirrely and more fun and a little bit more relaxed. You get a different side of them as opposed to the presentation side. Because you want to get to know these people, right? You want to see a different side of things because it's fun. It's fun that way, right? Makes it a little, uh, because, you know, some of the content's kind of heavy. And again, the tide is shifting, everybody. Literally, you're stepping up, stepping into the fray, and you are ready, and you're starting to literally take action at a different level. Again, I want you to be the 2.0 version of YOU in 2022 in your personal and professional lives. So you need to step it up. Is it is going to get hairier. It's going to get squirrelier. Oh, I forgot to mention that my co-hosts, my co-hosts, my roving reporters at the event for the Reawaken Tour, Reawaken America Tour, is going to meet Matt Sayer and Joyce Sayer. They are the producers or the directors. They're the whole one-stop shop for the Awakening series, which is the behind-the-scenes movie that they are producing. And they have produced the first one, so that's out. And it's actually free now. You can go to their website uh, you'll have to, look, I don't know the website top of my head, my head, reawakening, reawakening. Uh, I'm going to add it to our take action menu, everything home about us.com, everything home about us.com. Just give me uh, until tomorrow and I will add it to that so that you can easily find it. You can watch the movie. You can watch the movie, but if you just tune in to uh, my guest hosting appearance over at Dr. Alan Key's show on Friday at from 11 to 1 p.m. Mountain Time. You'll be able to meet them and get all the information there. Get all the information there. And then again, if you want to get a preview of any of the guests that we're going to have, the speakers that we're going to have on, or the event that you're going to be able to stream Friday and Saturday on brighttown.tv, uh, a lot of those people have been on our show. So go check out, you know, check out on the Take Action menu. You can just scroll. I'm looking at it right now. You can scroll. And if you scroll to Famous and Well-Known Special Guests, and that'll get you over to, you know, the names that you, that you know a little bit more as opposed to uh, some of the peeps that might not recognize their names. But anyway, just because you don't recognize their name doesn't mean they're not awesome, which most of my guests on the show, if you don't know their name, they're incredible people. They are people that you're like, wow, that person knows more about business or personal improvement or whatever than that famous person who I paid $5,000 for their course. Mm, yeah, I'm telling you, uh, most of my guests uh, are at that caliber that they, uh, and it's okay you don't know their names yet. It's okay you don't know their names yet. But I would love you to go over to that uh, take action menu. It is loaded with everything that you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life and make a difference, especially in your communities. And we've been talking about a lot of stuff today. But the uh, one thing that uh, when we were talking, who was I talking to? Uh, I'm going to recap it here and then I'm going to play the episode. Oh, back to what I was saying, Joseph Chaplick, my Arizona state representative, 
for District 23, which is now three, I believe. Now we are three. Um, I had to record his episode because on Mondays, he is down at the Capitol pushing back on all the nefarious uh, rhinos, which there's a lot, right, and also the left. So he's down at the Capitol now in session and uh, voting and going to committees and doing all that. So we had to record his, and I didn't want too much time to go by from the time that we recorded it to the time that I played it. So I figured I'll just add him to the mix, even though I like to try to end the show at three, but I figured, you know what, it's content. And if I'm listing all the guests and the times that they start, you can pick and choose who you want. Again, it's all about you know, choices. Right? Choices. It's all about different choices. So that way um, you can pick and choose which ones you, which, who you want to listen to, especially if it's on demand. Because after these live shows, they automatically go to the podcast players, right? They're on 25 different podcast players, including Amazon. Um, even talk to the Alexia, right? Or Alexa, whatever that is. I don't want any of that stuff in this house, right? I don't want anything automatic. Not, you know, another way to spy on me, the domestic terrorist. We don't need any of that. So you can say, hey, play everything home. And apparently it comes up. Mm, yeah, that's what I was told. How cool is that? Um, but anyway, uh, then you can you know, fast forward. You can rewind. You can do all that. And you can actually just cherry pick. You could cherry pick the content you want to hear. So I'm going to throw it all out there. You don't have to listen to the whole show, even though I know they're going to get amazing things out of this way. You can pick and choose. And I'm just going to give you everything that you need. And then you can pick and choose what you feel. What is your soup du jour? Whatever it is that uh, floats your boat for that day or whatever content you need or what information that you want. But I would love for you to go over to our marketplace, okay? I'm really going to get that thing rocking and rolling with more people uh, supporting it and talking about it. Because we have groups and nonprofits that receive anywhere from 2 to 20% of the total purchase price of anything that you buy, products and services. And those are the groups that are supporting vets, pets, kids, and freedom, right? I wanted to add a freedom. I don't care if you're a nonprofit, as long as you've got a group that is out there doing that and you can be a part of us, right? So it is 57 different well-known websites and brands. The prices are never more than if you go to these uh, companies directly, you're going to recognize almost every single one of them. There's patriotic projects. We've got MyPillow. Mike Lindell is a part of this. He donates 20% of anything you purchase. So you can use somebody else's promo code, right? And then uh, nothing happens. You get a great product or service at a discount, but nothing happens. So you use our promo code, which is HOME, H-O-M-E, then 20% of whatever you spent is then given tech to us to distribute to our nonprofit partners and groups supporting vets, pets, kids, and freedom. So now your item is taking action on your behalf. Community, power, philanthropy, what a novel concept. And if that's what this world is all coming about, as we're bringing together all of these amazing people, you can support, and it could be your own group. We're cool with that, Right. So uh, that's how we're going to grow this because that's how it works. Again, you're never going to pay more than if you went to the websites directly um, on a lot of these. And then, of course, there's promo codes. Always use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E. That'll get you the discount, uh, substantial discounts. Uh, and all the ones that you hear advertised, right, uh, all that, are, that everybody pushes the, the, the promo code for uh, MyPillow. And my store, that my store is his other platform, that has all American-made businesses from American entrepreneurs. Use promo code HOME. Literally, 20% of you home. You spend 100 bucks, 20 bucks, then comes back, and we give that away. 
right? Because these groups, these small groups that are supporting the people that we have in our communities, they don't get the big bucks. They don't get the plan of parenthood, $500 million. They don't get the big money from the rhino organizations. They don't get money from the uh, Republican Party who raised $220 million on election integrity, who's done nothing. So we don't get any of that money. All these small little groups, but they're the ones that are literally putting in the blood, the sweat, the tears, and they're the ones that when they put the war paint on their face, it's from the poster, the blue and the red from the poster that they just made because they were going to a rally. So... Uh, support them. Go over there. Check out some products and services. Amazing patriotic purpose, uh, products and gear. All kinds. I've had like five different companies. Steve Stearns, the flag shirt company is one of them. And uh, another one, if you want to boost your immune system, right? And if you want to save freedom and you want to step into the fray and you want to be the 2.0 version of you, you better have a strong immune system, especially with all that squirrely stuff that's out there. Of course, you don't want the COVID. Uh, Dr. Zeb Zelenka, we partnered with him for his supplements. I take, um, I priced out all of the supplements, part of his protocol for prophylactics, meaning proactive. And if you buy the supplements through the, his, if you buy his supplements, it's half as much as if he has priced everything out separately. I'm still working on uh, all of the ingredients or the, sup- the supplements when we bought them separately last summer. We bought a lot. So um, I haven't had to buy his yet, but his are half as much than the stuff that we bought. So we got to use that first. But anyway, if you use promo code HOME, you're saving 5% plus free shipping. And that is listed on our marketplace. It's also listed on the Take Action tab. And I highly encourage you to, to do it because I've been on that plus ivermectin and HCQ once a week, that stuff, but then daily on the Rathacus supplements. I've not had the COVID. I have not had the COVID. And I had a cold for a couple of days uh, in the middle of January uh, when I, but I, I just, I didn't miss any work and I didn't miss any events, just slipped in a, like an extra hour or two on two days. So it's, it works, right? I got I got I don't get the COVID. So anyway, um, boost your immune system, people boost your immune system. And there are a lot of other incredible things, um, that are listed there. So go to everything home about us.com, everything home about us.com and scroll, scroll, scroll through the menu, literally everything you can imagine to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life and make a difference, especially in your communities is there, especially at towards the bottom. Uh, if you want to come on the show, you want to send me an email, you want to book a call, you want to check out the media appearances, the online print publications, want to learn about us, send us an email, all that kind of fun stuff. It is uh, towards the bottom. And in the rest of it, amazing information. Don't forget to click on the Karen Kingston tab. That's going to get you all the information about the non-COVID vaccine interviews and presentations. Again, it's a bioweapon. And uh, share that with your friends who think it's awesome to give the uh, non-vaccine bioweapon to their kids or they're ready to go get a booster shot or they're saying anything about you that you're a conspiracy theorist or a domestic terrorist or that you don't know what you're talking about, have them uh, go ahead and uh, look at that information, watch some of the interviews and uh, or the presentations. It'll shut them right up. It'll scare the crap out of them. And then it'll shut them up, which is what needs to happen. The narrative needs to change. The truth is there. There's no reason why this whole thing is not being shut down, dismantled, and people being arrested. 
She's done all the homework. All the information, again, is right there. And it's all facts from government websites, no opinion. Um, so that is, uh, that is all I've got. Um, we'll be back Monday at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. And then also check out Save My Freedom. I want you to join the movement. We're going to be launching it officially next week with our campaign uh, to get all of the elected elite rhinos here on board in Arizona to push the resolution from uh, Representative Mark Fincham and um, that information, everything home about us.com, save my freedom.us. It all gets you to the same place. It all gets you to the same place. You just got to read. You got to read and click, read and click, read and click. It's, uh, and it's been made it very easy. Try to make it very clear. Okay, so um, I think I've covered everything. Uh, we're going to be adding the live and virtual events. Uh, the COVID, talked about the COVID, the supplements, the Save My Freedom. And again, thank you for all the listeners. The numbers, this, the past couple days have been off the charts. So thank you. Please share the show, this platform with your friends, your family, your contacts. It is there for you. There's hundreds of thousands of hours of free content and information. No. There's not hundreds of thousands. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars of free content and information. Uh, 291 episodes, 791 live segments, 335 partners. So use it to your advantage. Use it as networking. Pick up the phone and say, hey, I heard you on the show. Well, let's collaborate. Let's do something. Or buy and, and sell um, buy and sell each other's products and services. That's what it's there for. It's there to replace the Google. Remember, it's stranger danger. You never want to use Google when you're trying to find a product or service. No. Why would you do that? Why would you work with a stranger when you have an amazing platform here that gives you access and information to trustworthy people that have quality products and services? Why? Why would you go to a stranger? No. This is like old school networking collaboration, Uh, phoning a friend, asking for a referral. So start there. Join our community. Again, uh, follow us on the Rumble so then you can watch it live, live streaming, and also past episodes there too. And again, once you go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, it gives you the menu list. It is 319. I need to wrap it up. All right. So I'm going to play the episode or the recording that I did with Joseph Chaplick, the Arizona, our state representative for District 23. Um, and I, uh, I packaged it up. So I'm just going to play that. Mm-hmm. And again, the reason why we do, I, I normally never record people, or I'll say I rarely record people. He's actually in session down at the Capitol right now. And I wanted to get the content out there because it is kind of date specific, a little time sensitive. We're going to have him back on, obviously, to talk about more updates. But uh, a little bit longer of a show today. It's 33 minutes. So that will just put us under the, oh, my God, 4 o'clock. But, again, you can you pick and choose. Fast forward, re- reverse, rewind, whatever. Pick and choose. My job is to get you the quality content, and then you do what you need to do with it. You do what you do, right? You do, uh, you do the way you do. So you just do what you need to do with it. And, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please like and share and join our community. Like and share this and uh, push it out there. Because this is information that will change so many different things in your life. And it's free, right? That's the whole part. It's free. Para gratis. It's free. So you can't say, well, I didn't know. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I had no resources. I, I don't know. No more excuses. 
right? We're going to have to bring back No More Excuses March because it's time for you to be the 2.0 version of YOU in 2022. And anybody who's got a platform of some sort, you've got to step it up and be the 3.0 version because the time is now. All right, so here's the interview with Joseph Chaplick. He is my state representative for District 23, which I believe is now three. And uh, I'll give you a little pitch in there for the Become a Precinct Committee Man. That's how we get rid of these rhinos. All right, here's Joseph's interview, 33 minutes. And then uh, as soon as it's done, I'll come back on and say goodbye. 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 And then we are out of here. My next guest is Joseph Chaplick, Arizona State Representative for District 23. He's one of the good guys in my rep in Maricorruption County. He's a common sense cap wearing conservative businessman who's entering his second year in office and he actually kept his campaign promises. Wow. Wow. He also shows up for our monthly precinct committee man meetings, which our other two elected elite do not. I highly encourage you to become a PC precinct committee man and get involved in your community. All the information you need is on our take action menu and tab on our website, everythinghomeaboutus.com. That's for Arizona and nationwide. We partner with Dan Schultz and Steve Stern of the precinct strategy to fill those 200,000 empty spots and get rid of of the rhinos. Remember, the new attitude is if you have an R next to your name, you're a rhino until you prove to me you are not. Ha. So take that, everybody. And Joseph Chaplick is not. He's fighting for you, Arizonians. And we need to get him reelected. He's got a big year ahead. They're passing bills down there, babe. Audience, a big round of applause for a conservative, common sense, cap wearing, country loving, freedom and faith fighting, elected elite eliminating, business leading, community collaborating, people protecting, awesome Arizona patriotic politician and real leader. State Representative Joseph Chaplick. Welcome to the Everything Home Talk Radio Show, and thank you for coming on again. How are you, my friend? Michelle, thank you. Great introduction, of course, uh, by you always. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, you deserve it. I'm going to send it to you so that when, when things get a little squirrely at home and the kids are like, Dad's not cool, then play that. And then they'll be like, oh, okay, that is cool. Yay. So you can use that to your advantage. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So Joseph Chaplick, state representative, he is state representative for LD23, Legislative District 23, which was my LD, which, of course, I am a precinct committee man. And um, But now it's changed because they did the redistricting. So now he's three. So do you want to explain that so people can kind of really understand what the redistricting is and how they kind of chopped things up here in the whole state? Yeah, so exactly the redistricting occurs every 10 years and that's something that happens nationwide. And what you're supposed to do is create community of interest within the uh, geographical boundaries of the areas to, to group people together of common, you know, community of interest. Um, 23 was the LD from the previous 10 years, which mostly was Scottsdale, um, Fountain Hills and Rio Verde. And now they've kind of carved up Scottsdale, which makes no sense, because honestly, I believe Scottsdale could be its own district because mm-hmm. the numbers are roughly about 250,000 people, which is really Scottsdale. But instead, they chose to break up Scottsdale. So the, Scottsdale falls into three districts now. There'll be a south part of Scottsdale that kind of goes with Tempe. And in reality, that's a community of interest with Tempe and South Scottsdale. So that, I don't have any issues with that. 
but they did break up middle Scottsdale, you know, old town going north. Um, most of that uh, central Scottsdale will be in LD4, and then north Scottsdale will be LD3, which is really the 101 loop. So everything east and north of the 101 will be LD3. And, that, and it, there's a lot of uh, cities part of that, too, of, of kind of explain what LD3 is because it's, Michelle, it's one of the larger geographic districts. It starts at Fountain Hills, goes into the Scottsdale, goes all the way up north Scottsdale, um, Rio Verde. And then here's where it, it makes an interesting turn. It starts going west, uh, Cave Creek, Carefree, Anthem, New River. Oh and parts of North Phoenix, like above the 101, north of the 101. Oh, it's wow. It's a massive geographic area. That's interesting that they threw Anthem, New River, and north of the 101 in Phoenix, which is not even close to being Scottsdale. Okay, well, or, brain or surgeons everywhere. I mean, brain surgeons everywhere. I, I honestly live, yeah, I live in North Scottsdale. I don't go to Anthem for going to get groceries or church or anything else. <laughs> it's I mean, so far there's away. no community of interest. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's kind of how they manipulated the lines. But you, you won't hear about that in mainstream press saying that, you know, the gerrymandering was because of, you know, we had to do something to help Republicans. You, you, you won't hear that uh, in terms of because they, they only hide stuff, right? They, they, they did make that a strong district, but in return, they weakened all the other districts for uh, a conservative base. And, you know, I'm in this really for – saving our, our Arizona, saving our country and future generations. I'm not doing it for myself. Uh, I did get a very strong conservative district, which is great. Um, I, I, I would doubt there's any Democrats running in this district. It's, it's one of the stronger Republican districts in the state. But, but in return, I'd rather have stronger districts around us. I'd rather keep Scottsdale together and, and have a competitive edge, but compete. You know, I mean, I, I just feel like they broke up a, a main city, which I didn't think was – the right way to do redistricting here in this northeast part of the valley. Yeah, not at all, but doesn't seem like anybody is using common sense anywhere anymore, which brings to the, uh, the nice little trend transition here where we're talking about Scottsdale. So there's some, you know, obviously we've been in the news kind of a lot with the uh, board of um, the, the uh, board of education, the department in, in the city of Scottsdale for the, um, schools, right? The, the, the superintendent and, and all of that. So we made national news, which we always make national news now in Arizona for things that aren't good. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then um, the city of Scottsdale over the summer, they they uh, eagerly voted 7-0 that it would be way cool to go ahead and have a man go in in and in be identified as a, as a woman today. They can have a full-on beard and dress and walk into a girl's bathroom or even a locker room and, you know, peeing next to a six-year-old. I, they thought that was awesome. That was 7-0. And um, then uh, the city the uh, city thought it was awesome to have the illegal aliens housed here in the hotels that they did that was back in the spring. And apparently now not only is it illegal aliens, it's Afghani refugees. And then there's there's all kind of panhandlings and little kids running around on the streets in the middle of the day. And uh, you had a little run in with the city because they think that that is, I guess that's all acceptable too. I, it's kind of like, um, 
I don't know what's going on here in this town. So why don't you fill everybody in on what happened, uh, what you observed, what you're getting feedback from your constituents, and uh, what happened when you happened to call the city of Scottsdale. They were very uh, kind from what I, I understand, right? <laughs> well, well, Michelle, you're forgetting one other thing. Uh, oh, SatanCon is here in Scottsdale. You know, they're having the huge convention, the Worship the Devil, here uh, in Old Town which is the first time they're having it in Scottsdale. So th- don't forget about that for, you know, more of a negative press into the, the city of Scottsdale. So uh, I'm shocked that more churches aren't, you know, Catholic churches and, you know, Christian churches aren't, aren't rebellion against this, but the city leaders allowed it to happen. And now we've got Satan Con here for a weekend. Uh, their, yeah, and I should have brought convention. that up. I should have brought that up because Lucy DeGrazia, who's a good friend of mine and a fellow PC, was on Monday's show last week, episode 288, for anyone who wants to tune in. And we were talking about that, that the Church of Satan's coming. This is their first annual convention. And our old mayor, Lane, uh, he welcomed them with open arms because he said city, the city of Scottsdale is inclusive. So he thought it was a great idea to have the Church of Satan's first, like, global a congregation of Satanists come to Scottsdale, the Saguaro Hotel, February 11th through the 13th. So thank you for that reminder, Joseph. You are such a good <laughs> representative of our state and our LD. Look well, you. thank you. <laughs> so let's let's get let's get to it. I mean, I, you, you named a lot of stuff. The Scottsdale Unified School Boards, you know what they're doing. You know, I would say harassing parents, although they haven't been uh, uh, convicted of anything yet. But you know that has been going on over the the summer. Uh, the panhandlers, the refugees, you know, let's just get right down to the, the recent stuff. You know, if, if you're driving around anywhere in Scottsdale, you're going to see a heck of a lot more panhandlers on the streets. And if you think they're just homeless people trying to get, you know, funds to live, that, that is the biggest lie. Uh, what's happening here is you have panhandlers that are on our streets because there's no resistance. Nobody's pushing them away. The police aren't stopping and questioning. And they'll do it right in front of signs that say state property no trespassing on on busy freeway off exchanges um and and on ramps you'll see them right there holding signs and nobody's doing anything now now dps could direct our local police to help them out but that's not happening Uh, i think it's you know the mayor and the city council is directing our police to just look the other way but what we're seeing now is you're seeing i don't know if they're refugees or they're some people say professional panhandlers moving around the cities. Uh, but what you're seeing is people not from um, our local communities. Um, they have children with them, minors. So I've taken some photos and posted them. You know, there's a woman that clearly looks like she's an immigrant, and she's got probably an 8-year-old child with her. And they're running all around cars, like, that are coming off the off-ramp off the 101 in Frank Lloyd Wright. And, you know, th- there's a safety issue here, first of all. Someone's going to get killed. Uh, right. If she gets hit by a car, you know, second, why is she not in some school? Why, so she's 10, 8, 9, 10 years old. How is she not in school right now? And, and why aren't the police stopping the question who you are? Is this your parent? Who's the adult with this minor? And where did you come from? You're holding the mm-hmm. sign that says new to America. I need rent money. I'm new to America. <laughs> None of it makes sense. Okay. No, it doesn't. So, Let's break it down. If it's true Afghan refugees that got, you know, put in the, the Homewood Suites here on Scottsdale Road, why are they working our streets for money, saying they need rent money? Their, their rent's paid for. They're in a free hotel, essentially, with services. So that, that's a lie if that's the case. 
Um, if they're professional panhandlers moving around the city, okay, well, they don't need rent because they're, they're moving all over the place, I hear. They're, they're in other states, so they're, they're not living here. Um, but why are there miners again walking around with them and, and trying to panhandle? That, again, that's, that's a concern. So we called the, the city council. Uh, I have, happened to have a, a cell number to one of the council members, and I called her, Betty Janik. And I reached out to her professionally to say, hey, Betty, what's going on with the, the panhandlers? They're everywhere in our city. What is city council doing about this? And, and I was shocked to the uh, response. It was appalling. She literally, Michelle, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. She said, we can't do anything. Wow. And I'm, and I'm upset with you because you opposed the general plan. And that was a dirty <laughs> trick you did opposing the general plan to Scottsdale. I, I, so I said, Betty, I said, Betty, hold on a second. I said, I have a right to oppose and voice my opinion, and I thought it was a bad plan. And it was ex- extremely vague, and that was my uh, opinion. And she said, that was a dirty trick, and if you had something to say earlier, you should have. Called the city manager about the panhandlers and hung the phone up on me. Oh, that's very ladylike. Hmm. Way to go, Betty. Well, it's unprofessional, first of all. Totally unprofessional (laughs) for an elected official. Not only to hang up on a constituent, but to hang up on another elected official that was being completely uh, uh, professional in in the questions I was asking. I was looking for solutions. I wanted to know what they were going to do. I had no idea she would turn on me like this. I said, I'm sorry it's come to this, Betty, in the text that I sent her later and said, you know, uh, it was completely unprofessional, and uh, I don't appreciate what your uh, responses were. Yeah, you know what? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, look at their actions uh, just over the past year. They've been unprofessional. So why would why would she act professional if their actions to do what they should be doing in their duty, the job description for the city? Um, So I'm not surprised. But I just want people to be kind of aware of that's what's in charge of your city, right? So these are the people that need not to be reelected come November. And they can't be there, and they're, and they're causing problems. And now these things are, you know, obviously trickling down where it's going to be affecting the community, and it has been for a long time. Well, with that being said, when um, before you give us an update on what's going on at the Capitol, because you guys are back in session, and I can only imagine uh, well, what kind of chaos is going on down there with everything that still needed to be still cleaned up from last session. Um, you know, the, this, this, uh, the COVID, right? You've got the, the uh, mask, the lockdown, the uh, non-vaccine bioweapon mandates. All of this really is because of the, uh, the emergency powers that were granted to these uh, elected elites. So are we still under the emergency order where you know, the governor and whomever can, can just do what they want and you know, because uh, the consent of the people is gone. They don't have our consent, but it seems like we still can't do anything. And we've got tyrannical, uh, crazy uh, elected elites running around controlling our lives. So explain that to me or, or if we're still underneath that. Well, yes, we are. And, and you know, one of the things is I, I try to, to legislate in terms of the Constitution, our freedoms, our liberties, less government in our lives. That's kind of how I go about my business. But what we have right now is we, we do have the emergency declaration in place. We're probably still taking COVID money from the federal government. Um, what, what I believe 
from what I've heard is that if we remove if the governor removes the emergency declaration, and I, and I would like to get rid of it by all means. I'd like COVID just to go away. I, I think we should be doing what other countries are doing right now, saying we're done with the restrictions and any mandates, we're moving on with our lives. And, and that's what England's doing, Ireland and other countries. Uh, we should be doing the same. But instead, we're, we're all, you know, we're, we're taking the federal money, uh, building up, a, you know, more funds into every state, which is really just our own taxpayers' money. I mean, we're wasting mm-hmm. it in terms of how we're spending it, but um, we're giving up our freedom for, you know, more money. I mean, that, that's, that's horrible in, in terms of how we should operate as a country. Here, here's what's happening. If we, it, from the governor's point, if we remove the emergency declaration, then cities and towns will be able to implement stronger mandates or uh, their own emergency declaration that may have even a greater impact against the citizens. Because right now they can't do anything further than what the state has done. So if, the, if you have the emergency declaration from the state level, cities can't override that and add to it. They can only do up to what the declaration was at the state level. And, and it's, it's a little soft. I mean, other states like California are totally full lockdown still, and we're, we're a lot better than that. But, again, I, I see both sides here. I'd like to end it, but I'd hate to see Scottsdale City Council, you know, vote 7 nothing to implement mask mandates all around the city again or anything else that they want to control. And then, you know, we're back into a bigger problem where the, we're all calling the governor to do something again. So I get no, it. Good point. You know, but yeah. We, yeah, we need to move on from all of this is the overall opinion um, and be like other countries that are just done with this stuff because everything they've told us has been like a, it's a huge lie. Taking a carrot, right? Yeah. Um, huge lie. I don't want to go through all the details, but we, yeah. The last two years, we've been told one thing, we've done it, and then we have to do something else now, and that really wasn't the story of why we had to do it. Um, exactly. And I think Americans are frustrated. We're, we're done with it. We're, we want our freedom back, and we want to move on with our lives and get back to normal. So that, that's where we are there. Back in the legislature, you know, we got two big issues. One is the election integrity, and two is the border. I mean, th- those are the biggest things we need to focus on right now. Um, there are probably 80 election integrity bills flying through the state house and the Senate, all good. I mean, we're, we're not – if you hear we're trying to suppress voters, that is the biggest, you know, Democrat push against us to try to change the narrative so the, the, the public think Republicans are bad trying to, you know, stop you from voting. It's, it's the furthest thing from the truth. Um, so we have a, a slew of these election integrity bills to try to, again, protect your vote, right? Your, you have one vote. You get to place it. We want to ensure that that one vote was – by this one person that's a legal citizen and that it's counted the way you intended mm-hmm. to vote. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. It is your vote. It's a legal vote and it's counted properly. I can't imagine anyone is trying to push against that, right? How we get there. There's a lot of ideas and there's a lot of cleanup we have to do with our elections, you know, uh, anywhere from the mail-in ballots to how we count the ballots to, you know, how many days we get to vote. I mean, there, there's so much stuff involved. The drop boxes, the, you know, they're, they're pushing right now same-day voter registration. Um, where we want to prohibit that, you know. So think about that. You, you, you go, you register um, a group of individuals at a, at a senior living center. Then you put them on a bus and you drive them in to vote. Uh, you give them a free lunch. They're going <laughs> to vote until they show them to vote. 
That's what they used to do. They slapped a name tag on you, gave you a sandwich, threw you on a bus, and took you to vote. That's like the, that's the old school, man. That's the way it used to be. So that, these are things that are good for our, our citizens to protect our vote. We, we should not have that. We should not have early drop-off um, ballots without identification, right? If you want to get your mail-in ballot, that's fine. If you want to take it in, you should have to show an ID for it and get checked off the list. And you should have to do it at the precinct level, not these voting centers. See, the voting centers is where everybody gets, you know, a, a bigger um, measure of, of how many people you have in that, you know, geographic area. It's just too hard to count who's real and who's not. In a precinct level of 2,000 people, your local elementary school, well, it's the community. Everybody, you know, for that one day you come to turn the ballots in, it's the same crew working. They're going to see you two, three times and go, what are you doing here? But the way, the way it was up until 2020. So are you, are you, yeah. uh, do you have the power to do that is to put it back to the way it was and then clean it up with these other measures? Is that possible? Cause that's, that's what needs to happen. You that have to is undo what we're working on. 2020. Okay. So you guys, that is the plan is to go back to the precinct level where we went down the street from my house to uh, the elementary school. I got to hang out with, the older people who were great Americans running the uh, election little center for half an hour, talking to them, and uh, the, uh, go back to normal. So that's the, that is what right. the, that's, the that's main so objective is. Okay. Extremely important to have that, yes, the precinct-level yeah. voting. It's small, bum, small numbers because, you know, they'll counter back and go, we'll do precinct, but 10,000 people. Well, that, that's right back to the voting centers. Um, you need to go back to the small precincts. 2,000 people in the precinct, that's where you go. Everybody goes to the local elementary school or post office Perfect. box or wherever. And that, that's how you start controlling the valid votes, right, uh, because that's what we want to do. So, so election integrity is key, um, and that's going to be an ongoing ba- uh, battle going forward. I mean, every state should be doing that just to ensure that we're voting and we're counting the right vote and your vote is counted. I think that's what everybody wants. They want to be able to know that they were heard. Um, as far as the border, Michelle, border is an absolute mess. I think if, if anyone says we don't have an issue, they're, they're either never left their house. Don't don't they don't yeah. have a TV. Yeah, they don't have a TV or a radio. I don't know. Yeah, we've we, been we reporting on it for a year, plus, so it's bad. It's bad. Six, by design. 6,000 plus coming across every day. Yeah, it's by design. But, but here's, the, here's the bigger risk. To, so how does that impact us, right? Okay, so we have people crossing our border. It's really who we don't want crossing our border. We don't want the cartels. We don't want the drugs. We don't want the terrorists. We don't want people that have, you know, ill will against Americans coming across our border. And we can't vet them. The Border Patrol is really just a, a processing center now. There are thousands that we don't see every day. And the drugs are pouring through. Fentanyl is coming across our border by thousands of pills. I mean, millions of pills. I heard there's, there's enough pills in this country with, laced with fentanyl to kill every person in our country. Yeah, the whole country. And it's not a lot of, it's not a big, it's not a big batch. You would think that there'd be like truckloads of stuff. It's actually not. It's, it's unbelievable how, how lethal that stuff is. But yeah, it's here. It's here. And you know, every town is a border town when, once the borders have been wide open for this long. And um, you know, I just, I'm just looking at the time I'm being, uh, cause you said you, you gotta be in and out today. You gotta be quick. 
But, um, you know, if anything, that what we've learned for the past two years is that we need to be, we as the collective, the entire, uh, all the citizens, right? You're a citizen. You need to participate. You need to get in the game. I'm not saying you got to run for office, but you got to be aware of these issues and you got to be kind of like, uh, you know, they're on the front lines and participate. And whether it is signing a petition or picking up the phone and contacting, some of your elected elite officials, uh, like, like the city of Scottsdale, and say, hey, Betty, uh, why don't you get off your arse and do something with these panhandlers and, and what's going on? So, Joseph, what do you want people to do uh, in order to be engaged and active? Because it is, it is literally at the point where every single person needs to get involved. And if they don't get involved, they don't get the right to complain about anything at this point. Um, but there's no reason why we can't all put a little bit of back into it, a little bit of elbow Greece and um, do something because if uh, uh, we don't do it now, it's, uh, I can only imagine how much worse it can get so much more quickly. So what do you want us to do? Well, I think the biggest thing is for people to, to just stay engaged, right? If you, if you see something, voice your opinion on it. Call your leaders. Call your state reps. Call your city council. Call the county board of supervisors of Maricopa County. I mean, there are people you can call. Does it immediately make an impact? No, but if enough people call, the message is sent, and things start changing. You know, I, I got on this panhandling issue early on, and, and I'll admit they're, they're not standing on the 101 in Frank Lloyd Wright anymore where I, I notified where they were. I mean, they've either moved them around or they did something. So there's positivity in your actions. If you get involved, you pay attention, join your, your LDs, um, get involved as a PC. Or just pay attention to the emails and, the, and what's circulating around that we need to know about. Um, because the biggest thing, Michelle, is if we don't vet people to vote for, then we're putting the wrong people in office. And, and mm-hmm. this is where we need everybody to pay attention. Because when, you know, it's the slow cook of the frog in, in the hot water, right? It, you think just voting for somebody's not going to do a lot of harm, but over time, the harm is here. And we're seeing it in Scottsdale right now with the city council, the school board, you know, just where we're at. Uh, I honestly, you know, stay up at night sometimes thinking, what if we were a Democrat-controlled state? Being down at the state house, I see how they want to spend money. I see the waste and, and the open bank vault of, here, we have the money, let's blow it. And that is so bad for our state because – what happens is the way you get the money again is you're going to have to overtax to get the money. And if we keep taxing higher, then we don't become a favorable state. Therefore, we start losing people moving here, jobs, businesses, everything. And then we just go into a death spiral like California has over the years. And, yeah, it does take some time, but it could happen quickly too. states like Virginia that lost the House, the Senate, and the, uh, the governor. And all of a sudden, the next year, they had dramatic changes in law. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is not what we voted for. So people have to pay attention to that. As far as just staying engaged and involved, know who you're voting for. Talk to your friends. Talk to people. Get, it, get on people's email list if you like certain candidates. Start paying attention. Ask hard questions. You know, the biggest fraud I think happened in Scottsdale was a few members ran for city council and put an I next to their name. You know, I'm an independent. But if you looked at their past history, they were a full full Democrat liberal voter. So what do we end up with, an independent? No, we ended up with a Democrat liberal, you know, mayor, city council, and now you're going to see how they're voting on stuff, 
seven zero. And I'm shocked that the two Republicans that say they're Republicans aren't standing up against it. I vote no on certain bills at the legislature. They sometimes passed, but there's a handful of us saying, no, we're not going to stand for this. And we don't say, oh, we voted for it because it was going to pass anyway. No, we make an opposition and say, this is a bad bill. I'm not voting for a bad bill. And I'm on record with that. I don't see anybody in city council doing that. I don't see them saying, well, I don't this think is a bad know. idea. I'm voting no. I don't think that, I think that they think it is a good idea. That's the problem. You know, people just need to take people at their word. So if someone says something, believe them because that's what they said. That's what they meant. So, uh, you know, just like, oh, well, they must, that's not what they mean. Uh, that's what he said he was going to do. And there you have it. So, uh, you know, don't sugarcoat things. Somebody's voting for a bill that's bad. They think it's good. So then you should know that they are bad. See how simple it is? <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah, um, it, changed, it changed the dynamic of Scottsdale. Unfortunately, you know, and I'll, I'll mention Scottsdale because it's where I live and I represent Scottsdale. It, it's sad to see um, the, the gem of the, the valley. And, and anywhere in the country, if you mention Scottsdale, people have high remarks of Scottsdale. And the visitors come here, the tourism. And do we really want tourism to drive our streets and, and, and say when they leave, Wow, Scottsdale's pretty dirty. I didn't know they had all these uh, panhandlers and people begging for money. And, you know, we, we don't want that. They're going to stop coming here. And, and so everything has a reaction, right? There's always a consequence for how things are being uh, governed. And, and right now, I think Scottsdale needs to get their act together. Uh, we're doing what we can at the state level. But locally, uh, very disappointing in how this city and how some of, uh, you know, these uh, organizations like the school boards are running. And, and this is us. This is the citizens of Scottsdale are voting for this because they won the election. Yeah, election, elections have consequences, and fraudulent elections even have greater consequences. So everybody remember that, too. And what we're doing is we're working with a bunch of the groups here in uh, Scottsdale and in Arizona to really mobilize the forces to give people really quick information and access to the things that we're talking about today so you can stay informed, so you can pay attention. We're going to make it very easy for you to get active that way that you can become a PC. I mean, a lot of that stuff's already on the website, everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. But we're going to add on there that politician page. So candidates that are running, um, people that are in office, the ones that, uh, or ones that, like I said, ones that are running, like even Joseph, we've got, I'm going to do a separate page on there so that you already know who the good people are, right? And that way you can get behind them and support them. And then the ones that are running that we want to get in positions, especially like clean house in the city of Scottsdale, you know, obviously you can do your own vetting and homework, but we're going to do that too. So then that way you, you, you know, again, we're just making it easier for you to find the people that should, you should, or you could support that are like-minded. So then that way we can keep people like Joseph in office and we can get more people like him elected so that we don't have these problems because then we'd have the right people in office. And then, of course, like I said, it's time for all of us to, to kind of step up to the plate. Joseph suggested stay engaged uh, and, and you gotta, you got to pay attention because it matters. It matters in your business. It matters in your life. It matters in your community. It matters with your kids. It matters with your health. So um, it's a time for us to exercise some personal responsibility. Joseph, uh, I know you got to run. So do you want to give your website, plug anything else that if you've got anything that's coming up or anything else that you want to reference real quick? You know, uh, josephchaplick.com is the website, easy to, to see and find. Uh, you can Google my name. You'll see everything. I do a ton of press and media, so you can read up on my website of everything I've done and spoken out for. 
to protect our, our great state of Arizona. And, you know, if people want to reach out to me, they, they can through the website. They can call my number on the website. And I usually respond to emails pretty quickly. Uh, we are in session, but I, I do listen to the constituents, and I try to connect. Even with the ones that oppose some of my views, I'll reach out to them and call them, um, as long as they're being professional and polite. Anybody that's rude, I, I just shut them down. I, I'm not going to tolerate the rudeness. And there's plenty of that, right? It's a, if you can't be civil, then there's no reason to, you know, communicate with you. Uh, show some respect, even if you have opposing views. But for the most part, you know, this LD3 is a very strong conservative district. Uh, I have a tremendous support there. I'm going to continue to be a champion for everyone in this district. And uh, hopefully we, we keep what we're doing. And, uh, you know, my slogan is promises kept, reelect. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. So, um I'm trying to make a better legislation uh, for the people, and we got some a, a good group of folks down there helping. Uh, but there's a lot of people that, you know, we, we need to. I hate to say this, but we need more people running for office. We need people with experience. We need people that have job experience, responsibility, accountability, and, and common sense to to get involved. If you have that ability to run for an office, a school board, a committee, anything, we need it. And that's how we're going to continue to maintain our our citizens' government here in the United States. We need involvement. Yeah, amen. They definitely need, the good people need to step up to the plate, and we got to clean house with the bench of these uh, degenerates that are currently in the positions of uh, elected elite. I don't call them leaders. They're in leadership positions. So thank you, State Representative Joseph Chaplick from LD23 and the new LD3, um, my, uh, my representative, you're doing an amazing job. Thank God. Thank God for people like you, my friend. And I look forward <laughs> to having you come back on very soon. Thank you. All right. So that was a recorded episode only about two weeks ago. So thank you for tuning into a very long show today. I hope you got something out of it. I can only imagine 10 guests. And a special thank you to all my uh, guests and partners of the Everything Home, Socially Under the Pearl Network, their information, their episodes, their websites, and their very own shows are listed on our website. Go to the Take Action menu, everythinghomeaboutus.com. And then when you get over to the main website, you can just uh, look at the, uh, the header, the tabs, and you'll see what you need. You got your COVID tab. You got your uh, Take Action tab. You got your Episodes tab. Everything you need, literally there. you just got to click and scroll, click and scroll. Remember, it is time to renew our faith, restore our republic. And uh, once you commit, everything changes. There's no conspiracies and there are no coincidences, peace. So make sure you put on your common sense caps and try to leave them all day. It'd be great if you slept in them. Courage, conviction, and common sense are contagious. And a, a one more time for a happy Valentine's Day for everybody a little happy valentine's day happy valentine's day love is in the air everywhere i look around love is in the air every sight and every sound and i'm still waiting for all of those flowers to be showing up and some chocolates you know it is uh, almost 4 p.m where are the flowers? Where's the truck with all the flowers on it? So I hope you have a great, happy Valentine's Day. And be sure to tune in on Friday. I'm filling in for Dr. Alan Keyes on TV from 11 to 1 Mountain Time. It's going to be a great show live from the Reawaken America event in Ohio. Behind the scenes uh, with the speakers and roving reporters, Matt and Joy Sayer. 
the producers of the Reawakening series. And then at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, I have my own show, Everything Home, on TV. We are live. We are always live. So we are live there. And uh, Andrew Crappy Shoots, the CEO of Red Balloon, the No Jab Job website. In addition to the marketplace, you can list your products and services and business on there. If you tell him, yeah, hang out with us, he'll waive the $25 a month fee to go hang out with some other patriotic businesses. It's a great resource. And also Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Mark is the uh, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. So they'll be talking about their new book, or their book, Ask. They were on the show, episode 122. So go check that out. It's an incredible, inspirational blog that I put together back when I had time to do blogs. Yeah. <laughs> so again, happy Valentine's Day. Tune in Monday at 12 p.m. Mountain Time for another episode of the Everything Home Talk Radio Show. And we're always at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on TV. Thank you, Mike Adams, for having us on the platform. And go check out the amazing shows. You might want to listen to Mike Adams' episode of The Health Ranger today. If you go to on our Take Action tab or even on the uh, Take Action menu where it says must listen to podcasts, talk radio shows, TV shows, and live streams, all of the partners on our platform, plus some other great ones who haven't come on yet, uh, they need to or else soon. Their shows are listed on there, so you can just click on Mike's pretty face. So handsome. Was my virtual boyfriend for four months until I found out he was married for 30 years. Oh, the tangled web we weave. But he, um, his show's on there. You might want to listen to today's episode. Yeah, kind of important. Kind of importante. All right, everybody, uh, you're awake. If you're still listening, thank you so much. Share the show. Share this platform with your friendly friends and contacts. It'll change their life, I promise, and it'll change yours, too. Go take action on what we share today. Remember, every day when you wake up, you're going to pray. You're going to plan. You're going to take action. You're going to make it a great day. You're going to take action because you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve to be the 2.0 version of Y-O-U in 2022. Happy Valentine's Day. We are out of here. Friday. Join us. Two shows. Two shows. Dos shows. Dos, dos shows. All righty. Little God bless the USA. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars. To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly God bless the U.S.